it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the host and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. 
talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. What's up, ladies, stars, and stars? This is former WWE diva Maria Kanellis and current first lady of Ring of Honor, and you are listening to In the Room. kind of difficult considering it's all concrete at this point uh but welcome yeah as long as they don't go digging right (laughs) (laughs) uh welcome back to in the room right here on the voc nation radio network at vocnation.com and thebradyhicks.com so happy to be here we are uh we we're, we're we're in the thick of it we are. I, I I have a feeling that tonight is going to be interesting, Kathy, and uh, certainly yeah. lots of discussion coming up. And uh, we're excited to talk to you guys as well. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. With me, I'm by, I'm bringing uh, With me, as always, <laughs> the lovely Kathy Fitz. What what's going on, Kathy? Oh, not much, Brady. Not much. <laughs> yeah, Thank it's kind of one of those nights. And uh, Thank you. on base, we have uh, Stro Maestro. What's going on, Stro? <laughs> oh, I'm just kicking it, man. I'm jamming out, man. It's awesome. Uh, Great to be with you guys. And, I, you know, I haven't even drunk anything yet. Great. <laughs> I feel like I need to start. As Chip Kelly would say, Kathy, it needs to be early and often. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, I think um, I, I do think tonight's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting, actually. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to go, uh, but I think uh, you guys are going to enjoy it, and uh, hilarity is going to ensue for sure. Uh, so oh we're welcoming God, tonight on the, on the program. Uh, how do you feel about wild things, Kathy? Do you like wild things? 
Not particularly. <laughs> well, we've got a real wild thing. wild thing. Well, we've got a real wild thing on the line tonight. He's going to be calling in in a little bit, and uh, we're excited to talk with him. Uh, Stevie Ray, Cavi. But I found a Stevie Ray who likes me. So, so, so Stevie Ray, Ray, the wild, the wild thing. Uh, you guys might remember him from the uh, ill-fated UWF back in the day, and he was part of the. Uh, the Dark Side of the Ring series. So I think a lot of fans who weren't familiar with him got a real chance with that. And we're going to have Stevie Ray on the program tonight. He's going to talk to UWF. And he's got a lot of interesting Kathy, albeit maybe some far-fetched stuff. And I think it'll be fun. I do. Kathy, he, he wants oh, to talk boy. about the mob tonight. He wants to talk about the mob. Brady, do you remember we're in Philly, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk he wants about to talk. the mob in Philly. He wants to talk with the New York mob. They don't like them, right? It's like Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> well, we're talking oh the 80s mob. I'm pretty sure all those guys, you know, that. They, they, <laughs> I don't know, Cassie. I They're don't know. Very he wants to talk tabernacle, okay? He, he, he wants to talk <laughs> about the Freemasons. How about that? The Freemasons. Oh, God. Whatever. He wants to share secrets, Kathy. Good thing Dr. Strong's not calling me. So I'm going <laughs> yeah. another bottle right now. Don't uh, you tell uh, Dr. Uh, John about this. Yeah. I, I, I'm Mom's only the kidding. word, I promise. Mum's the word. <laughs> uh, Kathy, I, oh, I, got, I got a bottle on ice, man. I'm, I'm ready to share with you. We'll drink. Yeah, good. <laughs> going to need something. <laughs> It's so bad, Kathy. Uh, Kelly told me she had a, a can of ginger beer if I wanted it, and I said, how strong is it? Not realizing it was like soda. So speaking, you're going to like this one, Kathy. So tonight I, I don't want to talk about cans of beer, believe it or not. I want to talk about drafts. We're going to have a draft in a couple weeks' time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Time to time to shake things up. Gonna shake things up. Look like it's starting early though. See the blonde? I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed, but they dressed Mandy Rose in like a famous like Trish Stratus outfit from back in the day. Mhm. Yeah. Really trying here. Really trying. I still, you know, every time they do a trade, SmackDown gets the shaft. I have no idea what SmackDown's getting in exchange for those two. Um, but I suspect it's nothing, and that really isn't enough. I can't believe how much how much weight Dana's dropped. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She looks shredded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they they look good. They, they do. Um, so it'll be a good time. Um, and I always like the draft shows. Actually, if anything, Kathy... Once the draft is over, it's always disappointing because then you got to it, – it's kind of like Christmas morning. You know, you're excited to get all the new toys and see, like, what – well, you know, what you're going to be able to play with. But then after a week of thinking about all the possible matchups and stuff, then you got to sit down and actually watch them mess it up. And that's, that's <laughs> the ashamed part. That's the ashamed part, you know. you got, you got, you got well, to watch them try and break, put the – I wonder how they're going to break up the Mysterios. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's looking like she's going to go with Buddy. 
Yep. And does Aaliyah and Dominic go the other way? Maybe. Maybe. It'll be... It'll be interesting. It, it will be interesting. Um, by the way, uh, at, yeah, our, our girl Alexa Bliss catching some heat for uh, for telling Buddy to to go for it on Twitter, and, and fans coming after her because he's thirty two and she's nineteen. I I don't see what the big deal is there, Kathy. I mean, guys, I've seen guys. Jerry Lawler. I've seen I've, I've seen Jerry Lawler go after wish. worse. Oh God, married worse, but anyhow. <laughs> but it, 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 doesn't anyone understand a storyline? Aaliyah right? has a it's boyfriend. A, yeah, it's Aaliyah Buddy Murphy. in college. It's yeah, a work, please. people. It's a work, it's people. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> it's Kathy, a work. I, Kathy, I hate to be the one to say it, Kathy, but if she sticks around much longer, she ain't going to have a boyfriend much longer. You might not think. Mm. <laughs> So you have, then they would have to deal with Daddy, mm-hmm. Mommy, yeah. and her Godfathers. Chances are, chances are, <laughs> chances are, whoever she's, uh, whoever she ends up dating, will probably be taking a six one nine at some point anyway. So it'll be okay. So, Stro, you do know who <laughs> her Godfathers are, right? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Is it the uses? That's that's worse than the mob. Who is it? Haku? Conan? Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. No, no, no. Wait. Conan? Hoovy? Okay. And all the guys from Mexico. <laughs> all the guys from Mexico. Now, would you really want to get... Conan pissed off. Right. <laughs> I mean, if Think I were going it. to, I like my odds better now that he's he has a walker, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. He's fine. Oh, okay. Well, I guess <laughs> after the surgery, I guess he's better Imagine now. them screening your dates. <laughs> and, and think. Nine one four. And, and think about La Parca. You think? Uh-uh-uh. You don't you don't think Buddy Murphy could ha- handle his own? I mean, I saw him taking those those uh, shots. Okay, we're talking Conan, La Parca. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. I also wanted to mention. Well, first of all, uh, Clash of Champions. <laughs> Clash of Champions was uh, this past Sunday night, and uh, now I. Like like the good prepared show host that I am, Kathy. I haven't gotten to see the entire thing. I've seen about half of it. Uh, I found myself in a position last week where I had to catch up on everything. Uh, so today I was able to watch all of NXT, all of SmackDown, and about half of the pay per view. So I still have the other half and Raw to go that I got to finish tomorrow. Uh, so I am behind you guys, but I I don't mind if you spoil it for me. If there's anything that you guys want to talk about with that. I, it sounded, by all accounts, like a very good show. I'm excited to see Roman Reigns and, and uh, Jey Uso because I feel like oh, um, they they really did a lot with not very mm-hmm. much, honestly. I, it, it didn't even feel like a main event to me going into it, but it was, uh, by all accounts, it was great. Yeah, I love their feud, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> okay. Well, I am... Excited to check it out, and uh, it is nice to know that Roman Reigns is the one who's got to make the money for the fans. So that that is good to know, if nothing else. Um, 
The and speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of um, making money, just a couple more things I want to throw at you guys before we kind of open the phone lines and do all that stuff. Um, but speaking of making money, I saw that uh, Joey Ryan has turned around and sued all of the women who named him during the Me Too no. movement. Are oh, you serious? God. Kathy, it's more than a million dollars. He's suing for emotional damage. He's suing for loss of income. And oh, he claims man. that it's all just made up. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That's hilarious. Ching, oh ching, gosh. bling, bling, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> God, what a year. <laughs> it has been a mm-hmm. crazy year. It has. It has. Oh, um, speaking of uh, speaking of Rey Mysterio, you know we were talking about him earlier. Kathy, his old his old uh, tag team partner returned to work this week. Billy Kidman is back with the WWE after being furloughed for five months. Awesome. So that is a good sign that they're starting to work guys back in. Billy's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. Uh, a uh, couple, couple notes on uh, who the mystery people are, uh, because a lot of people have been asking me. And uh, these aren't confirmed. These are just my guesses. I, I think that the SmackDown, that the, uh, SmackDown mystery woman is going to be Chelsea Green, uh, because she hasn't been around for a while, and I heard that she was due for a call-up, and she split from Robert cool. Stone. Yeah. So it only makes sense. You know? yeah. and, and honestly, Wait, she, she, she split from who? She split from um, Robert, wasn't it Robert Stone? Uh, you yeah, know, Rob, yeah. Robbie E. Uh, yeah. Rob Echoes. Yeah. They call him Robert Stone on NXT. Um, he's Rob either way. <laughs> yeah, he's Rob. Yeah. Rob. Um, yeah, so so that's my guess because, uh, you know, I see all these women kind of leaving WWE. Or, I'm sorry, leaving SmackDown, I mean. And I, I know it'll change up with the draft or whatever, uh, but she'll be a good hand. You know, she's a good wrestler. She's experienced. And uh, honestly... Um, I think there was a little bit of mentorship going on in NXT while she was kind of learning the basics of, like, WWE production. And in terms of, <laughs> that's, like, the big thing. Like, they say, like, you know, you're in Impact for a while. You come in and you never remember to face the hard cam. I've heard that so many times from different people uh, that a lot of them just go to NXT just for that, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's just what I've heard. So anyway, so Chelsea Green is a very good wrestler, and she's been studying under the NXT brand for, uh, I guess, what is it now, a year and a half, two years, something like that. So I I think she's going to be the mystery woman. Uh, The mystery guy on NXT that I hear is coming up, um, the name that keeps popping up for me that makes the most sense is Bo Dallas. This guy's got to do something with this guy. You talk about wasted potential, and they clearly don't want to do anything with him and Bray Wyatt. You got to give him something. He's too good. Yeah, that'd be interesting. He's too good. He's too oh, good. Out. Um, uh, one other thing, Stro. Uh, well, you know, we were talking about tag team partners. Uh, a former tag team partner of yours actually uh, has has split with Impact Wrestling. Rob really? Van Dam. Really? Yes. Wow. Um. <laughs> he made some kind of a comment about like they. I guess he was working on like a like a per per date kind of deal, and and um, mm-hmm. they they went through everything that him and his girlfriend Katie Katie Forbes 
you know, that they were going to do with them. So they're leaving. They're uh, Now, the rumor is he's been doing some stuff with WWE, I assume with the network, um, maybe kind of a Legends thing, probably involve an appearance in the Royal Rumble, I'm guessing. Uh, that, I mean, and again, this is all just me speculating. I don't know for sure. Uh, but that would be my guess. Uh, so right. Rob Van Dam leaving. And he did an interesting interview, Kathy. I think you'll appreciate this. He was talking about, they were talking about how laid back he is, right? And and he's notoriously mm-hmm. laid back. Like he doesn't, he, it, to, to get Rob Van Dam upset, it, it just takes like so much, you know? It and he really was talking does. about how like, <laughs> he's funny. Uh, believe me, I, I know. I, I, I know firsthand. Um, he, he was talking about when he was in WWE and Triple H uh, pulled him aside and said he wanted to help him work on his promos. And RVD, RVD is like, <laughs> whatever, man. Like, you're another wrestler. Like, I, I don't need help with that. <laughs> and apparently that was the source of the heat. Oh, man. So <laughs> I thought that was funny, though. Because I could see him doing that. Like, he's like, yeah, I guess he didn't realize how important Triple H was. I don't know. <laughs> or he didn't realize how political WWE was. Or, or he just didn't care how political, whatever the case may be. But, Kathy, he was plugging this audio book. And, and I, I started to listen to it. I think everybody should check it out uh, because it's, uh, it's Rob Van Dam to a, to a T. Uh, and the audio book, mm-hmm. you can find it on YouTube, Kathy. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an S. <laughs> yep, that would be Robbie. <laughs> yes. Yes, oh my God. And it's something that I need, quite honestly, Kathy, because I have all these people coming after me all the time, and it's like I, I need to not care what these jabrones think of me. I, I really it, need, was, and I don't mean the callers. Oh, my God. I just mean the jerk-offs that come after me sometimes. You know, I, I really need to just, <laughs> just yeah. get it out of my head, you know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this book, Kathy. I am. And I'm going to try and implement it in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had some oh, – wrestling with Rob Van Dam was like a night off every night. I swear to God. The guy was so good. <laughs> I mean, he was great. <laughs> He's so smooth. He is. Yes. I remember one time I, I went to a, a gentleman's club with him, with him and Sabu and, and uh, Albert A.C. Smooth, Kathy. So you can imagine that crew. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> on Delaware <laughs> Avenue, no less, Kathy. So that's the kind where you want to wash your hands oh, before you man. go in. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in, and the girl comes up to him and says, Rob, you just missed the shower show. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you, Rob, I'm sorry. Not the shower show. That's a different one, Kathy. That's a different time. Forget I said that. Uh, she said, Rob, you just missed the lesbian sex show, is what she said. No lie. No lie. Rob Van Dam, without missing a beat, goes, oh, well, I have $50 if we can have a, an encore right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's Robbie. It is. It is. Uh, 914-338-1885. So that's, uh, that's all stuff we can talk about tonight. That is all stuff we can talk about. Uh, I want to go to... Um, I want to go to the phones, and I want to bring on Steve, who's been on hold since before the show started. I know sometimes he's got to uh, got to leave a little early, and, and uh, certainly before the guest, I wanted to get him on. What's going on, Steve? How you doing? Hey, uh, glad to be on. I wasn't sure when I was getting on, but uh, definitely uh, 
Talk to the Booker about that, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Something I'm on the there. kickoff. I'm on the kickoff. Um, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring you back. I you know I just I wanted to get you on before the interview because I figured you'd have some stuff to say. Oh well, I was watching the uh, Dark Side episode again. Um, mm-hmm. No, nah, it was um, you did better than I did. It was um, a pretty interesting episode. Uh, I've been talking to uh, Tony uh, through because of uh, Stro, and uh, it's always interesting to hear about UWF and the Herb Abrams stuff. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned uh, that he that he um, Stevie wants to talk about mob and Freemasons. I'm kind of interested in that. <laughs> yeah. I am too, and I'm not sure how far he wants to take it. Um, if I if I'm gonna break down the uh, the fourth wall here, Kathy, for a minute, um, we're we're working on something, and I'm hoping that uh, we'll be able to get Wild Things TV Ray on the network, where he can kind of talk about all his conspiracy theories uh, every week, because this guy has a lot of uh, just kind of intimate knowledge with stuff that you wouldn't expect him to have, or at least he he certainly has opinions on stuff, so. And uh, hopefully the VOC Nation don't get in trouble for what he's got to say. Uh, I don't entirely <laughs> know what all of it entails, but I, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. And uh, if, it, if it ends up being too much, then uh, we'll take it from You know, there. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just have a disclaimer like uh, like Smoky Mountain did when New Jack was talking. Yeah. Um, but um, I, think, uh, Arby, I think, um, yeah. I think, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> RVD is RV, RVD actually is very well read on uh, organized crime too. So um, really, I never heard yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, I've I've probably heard him mention it before. Um, yeah, hopefully I RVD wanted, yeah ends up somewhere with a good deal. I yeah, I mean. I, I think as he, he's starting to kind of wrestle less and less. Uh, WWE, I'm just spitballing you. I don't think WWE will want to use his girlfriend. So I don't know that it would include yeah. like kind of a full roster return if he actually went there. Um, or maybe it will, you know, maybe. I, I suspect it'll kind of be like a Legends deal, maybe where he's allowed to work other dates or do other shows on the side well, or something. You know, what about uh, AEW? I think uh, maybe part-time there would be interesting. That would be interesting. That that would be. Is, oh um, my is God. Jerry Lynn still with that? Katie, is Jerry Lynn I mean, still with them? Be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. Oh, Jerry yeah. is with them still, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying Jerry. I'm not saying they're going to have another, you know, hour time limit right. draw. But I mean, maybe something backstage. It, it would be interesting. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people there that get RVD and would be able to bring out the most in him, I think. At this, and stage. he's worked with Lucha. He's worked with Lucha Brothers before with Sabu and Impact, so maybe he can work with them again. And maybe That's Young right. Bucks. Yeah. Um, I did have some interesting news that I found out from Facebook. Harold uh, Meiji, the current. New Japan, uh, you know, executive, like, top executive is is uh, leaving his position 
and uh, the USA. Yeah, I saw that. Is, I, New Japan yeah. USA is the uh, leader is taking charge. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you know what I found is interesting too is that the New Japan USA guy, he's a Japanese guy, and the New Japan right. guy was an American guy. <laughs> um, did, did I just he, thought it was funny. Did he give any reason why he's resigning? Yeah, nothing. I have not seen a I have not seen a reason yet, but I think Harold Meiji might be Dutch or European. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'll look that up real quick. But um, yeah, it's it's very interesting that there's this power shift going on, and uh, in, in corporately over there. Um, I mean, hopefully it, it, again. Yeah. It, it, it's just me speculating, but my guess would be that they want to focus on the America's expansion and what better way to do that than to kind of consolidate the power as far as that goes. Right. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they can work both countries and uh, kind of utilize talent in the States while there's a pandemic going on. You know, uh, Not everyone can travel to Japan right now, so it's a good idea, I think, to probably use the LA Dojo and um, you know, kind of use Gaijin's, you know, with over here. Um, it, it's an interesting time, that's for sure. And um, G1 Climax, I'm still haven't caught up on it. Uh, there's been a few nights of that tournament going on. It's their thirtieth mm-hmm. uh, tournament, and uh, yeah, I. Should be, I just got the code for it. I haven't gotten anywhere near it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to watch more of it. But uh, I thought that was I – I think that's going to be a great tournament. And uh, I was wondering maybe uh, what your thoughts are on Clash of Champions. Uh, I think a couple matches had to be changed, like the tag team match. Had to, the women's tag match had to be taken off. Yeah. Nikki yeah. Cross can get cleared. I thought it was interesting. It is interesting. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, and I kind of said this to, to kick off the show, um, I am about halfway through it uh, just because mm. I, I found myself in a position last week where I had like four or five shows to catch up on. So I still have the second yeah. half of the pay-per-view, and I, and I still have Raw to watch. Uh, I mean, I'm an open book if you want to talk about it, if you want my opinions on stuff, but I, I don't feel qualified to just kind of speak on it, just reading the results, you know? Um so that's kind of where I'm at. I think it is the, kind of where last, I'm at. Last two matches were very interesting. Um, did the show end with the um? Did the show Reigns end with Drew McIntyre? Okay. No, Reigns and Uso, okay. and then before that, before that, I think it was McIntyre Orton. Okay. What you know? What I, I um. It's interesting, and I do want to talk about it, and I think that that uh, Reigns and Uso match had a lot of potential. Uh, I mean, I said, in the beginning, my gut feeling was like, oh, God, this just feels like something that they would do on, like, an episode of SmackDown, you know? Um, But I really like the whole family angle and the way that they build it up, and uh, if Jey Uso comes out stronger for it, which it sounds like he did, then that's great. Uh, It'll be an amazing thing. Uh, Steve, I'm going to put you back on hold because uh, our guest is here, and I don't want to keep him waiting uh, he was a member of the UWF roster back in the day. Wildfire, well, I'm sorry, Wild Thing. Wild Thing, Stevie Ray. And he is no longer there. 
He is no longer there, Kathy. I guess he didn't like being called Wildfire. Yeah. Somebody say something about Wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it now. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hi. Uh, I believe we're talking with the wild thing, Stevie Ray. Stevie, you there? You're gone. All right. Uh, so what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're just going to try and get this sorted out. And if we can't get it sorted out, I apologize. We'll, we'll try and figure out a way to get this done, though. Uh, 914-338-1885. In the room. Is this it? Is this it? That is really weird. Okay, hold on. I think we're having system issues here. Let's try this now. Yeah, it's... it's Why don't you see me, Ray? Yes, Stevie. yes. How you doing, brother? I, I'm doing great, man. I love, I love the excitement <laughs> that I hear from your voice. <laughs> well, we're excited. We are. And I apologize for the technical issues there. I'm not sure what's going on, but we're so happy to have you on the line. Uh, I can remember back in the day, the UWF and all the excitement around it. It was like... It was like this tangible thing, you know, people trying to do something different and, and take the fight to Vince. And, and it was just such a such a great thing. Uh, but, Stevie, I, we're all huge fans here. I have Kathy. Well, I, I, I really my appreciate show. I, you know, Go ahead. I, I hope that I shed some light on some things that, um, that even, you know, makes people uh, understand the uh, kind of the position of what a lot of people really aren't – I mean, I don't know that anyone's taking the time to really dissect and analyze exactly, um, you know, what uh, what Herb was uh, able to accomplish. And it's easy for anyone to say, well, anyone could have, could have done that. Well, and then, you know, when you tie that in with, you know, Herb's uh, um, ad- addiction problem or whatever, however you want to label yeah. it, you know, his, uh, his, his demon, um, and, and you, you look at something, um, one of the things – um, and I, I can't take the credit for it because I, I would have been totally against it. Um, uh, one of the things that I, I don't think anyone's ever uh, captured was he was able to get a no-namer, which was me, and get him placed as, as the sixth most popular wrestler um, in that uh, uh, you know that rating. I think it's Pro Wrestling Illustrated is the one. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was on that for like three months, and just the, <laughs> the fact that he got me put on that, and, and this is this is how he, you know, how he did it. It was uh, from his call of wanting to tell everybody that, um, you know, that uh, he had Doctor Death uh, break my nose, and at the same time, uh, you know, when I wrestled <laughs> yeah. Doctor Death, nobody was, everybody when I walked into the uh, the dressing room, all the guys kind of had this this you know this ho-hum dumb look they they're all looking down like you know they really thought that i got into a huge fight with dr death and that's cool and yeah and what was you know i, I was going somewhere north with uh, her we were in a limo for literally three hours and i just i despise i hate doing you know two-faced uh when two faces have to wrestle each other because it's just never any fun and so he wanted, you know, with with Doctor Death, he's a football player, you know, by heart. It's the natural thing for him. So he understood what I talked about when I was saying the, the contact, you know, lay it in. And um, and then and the other thing uh, that came with that was the uh, un, uh, just to be kind of 
not flow like you know fluidly like you know a lot of matches do make it look more like a fight you know yeah and and when we when we took that approach i mean the, the best thing that we i could say is when he ran my back into that uh into that metal pole i mean that even freaks me out to watch it you know um it, i don't i don't know if you've uh, seen that part but man it just looks brutal um it did and then, it did. yeah uh, and then you know a lot of people thought that I did have my nose broke. That was just a sc- scrape on my nose. But what was uh, mm-hmm. when he, he another time when he he dropped me, they thought I broke my arm, and that didn't happen. But it was you know it, <laughs> that that was like to me that was the best way I could describe um, what a football player gets um, out of playing football. There's there's something about that contact that you just can't take away from a football player. And him and I, uh, you know, we got to, to live it. But if if I was to wrestle someone else that's never played football and have no clue, you know, you've got to wrestle really soft and you've got to protect your opponent. And being firm uh, uh, is, you know, really close to uh, being stiff. And so it can get looked down upon, uh, you know, as well. So it has to be the right opponent that you can do that with. Well, sure, sure. Uh, Stevie, I got to ask you, I mean, right off the bat, uh, you threw so much at us there, but uh, the importance of the wrestling magazines, because, like, as a kid, this stuff might be on TV, but it's not necessarily something that you need to, like, that you know to look for, you know? But I can remember the picture of all these UWF guys pulling on the title. It was, like, Dr. Death, I think it was Bam Bam, it was Ted DiBiase, all these different guys pulling on this title. And it was like, like you mentioned, the popularity ratings and all that stuff. How important were the uh, wrestling magazines and the strategy for you guys? Well, okay, I, I grew up in a small town. Uh, um, it's uh, I was a military brat, and my parents got divorced from, from, so I went from Fort Leavenworth to living in, in Leavenworth, Kansas itself, and going to school and just right outside of Leavenworth, called a school called Lansing. And my graduating class was 80, uh, 80 people uh, total. So, um, you know, I was thrilled to death just to have my name anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And but you know, the way that I the way that I see this ranking is that if you look at thing as you know, like you're trying to show cattle or show horses or whatever, <clears throat> you got Vince McMahon's. Um, you know, he's got the top, you know, he's notoriously would have, you know, the top whatever. And then you would have the WCW would have a, a part of that. So to have an indie person, you know, in there at all, period, is a huge deal. And so that, that to me, just basically gives, you know, a lot of validity, the fact that he mm-hmm. had somebody, you know, within that top 10. So that that was just a, um, that's that's how I no matter who it was if it wasn't you know someone else that made it, but I me personally I'm a uh, new and up and coming um, you know product so uh, his involvement with me the way that he promoted me obviously got over and I can tell you that all the writers that were there that night every one of them came up to me and said you're freaking nuts. And I'm going, well, what, what do you think I'm I've heard that you? before. 
Yeah, and they said, Sorry. do you have any idea what the, who the hell you just, you know, what, what was going mm-hmm. on in there? You know, and um, and to be quite honest with you, I, I think that, I think the one part of the wild thing that never really got out is is I, I've been an athlete all my life, and, and I was just learning to come into myself. So there's really this, you know, true, uh, even a, you could even call it a hillside of me because when I wrestled over in South Africa, the uh, the very night that I uh, was uh, supposed to wrestle, um, Sammy, Sammy Cohen. Sammy Cohen came to me and he said, "He said, uh, Stevie, my boy, if you want if you want to wrestle here, uh, you know, past tonight, you're going to have to handcuff Tiger Singh uh, to the rope and beat him the hard way." <laughs> and and okay. this was a joke, you know. He was going to tell me, you know, later on before I went out there, he was supposed to tell me, uh, "You don't want to go out there because you'll die if you do something like that." And and I didn't have any clue. I think I was probably about 19 or 20 years old at the time. How bad Muslims hated us. And uh, so I went out there, uh, and you know, without him actually Wait, remembering what? what he told me, and I handcuffed him okay. to the rope, and I beat him the hard way. Literally, I mean, literally beat him the hard way with the chair. And when uh, uh, when that happened, all of the security in the entire arena just left the building and uh the guy uh tiger said get next to me get next to me or they're gonna freaking kill you and so oh. you know he was yeah you know stuff was flying in and i'm talking chairs everything it was nuts and if if it wasn't for this wrestler by the name of spider he's probably about a six foot five guy and i, I would say he's in his uh 40 early 40s at the time all tatted up I've never seen this ever happen in my entire life, but he literally parted the Red Sea. Every person he hit, he knocked out cold. And he he got got right up to the ring. He, he threw me a chair. He said, run like a rhino to the, to the, to the locker room. And mm-hmm. uh, I, got, I got to the locker room with a ton of cigarette burns. And, um, I mean, I would say razor cuts. I, I mean, it was bleeding, but it wasn't like deep or anything, but it was, it was crazy. And so from, from there I had, uh, I was, uh, a part of South Africa's very first, uh, cage match. So I, I rocked the house. I, I mean, went to main event like immediately over, uh, South Africa as a hill. And then the same thing happened when I went over to New Zealand to wrestle. So, um, I went right up towards uh, main event uh, material as well. So I, I'm, I'm like growing into myself. I'm learning how to become the character that I want and to be, you know, sometimes it takes that, it, you know, it takes that um, experience to be able to have the confidence and, mm-hmm. and my confidence truly came more uh, uh, from the heel side of me than it, than it did the baby face side, um, okay. you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I just wish, like anything, you know, I, the reason why I got out of the business is because, you know, I found out I was going to be a father, and I had to make a decision, dad or rock star. And, and I chose to be a dad, and it, it paid off, you know, greatly. Uh, I got, you know, got two beautiful sons, and I I ended up getting married to a girl that was gold on American Gladiators, uh, Tanya Knight. 
And, uh, you know, my whole world just seemed to be, uh, uh, I don't know, everything seemed like I was, uh, I touched, turned to gold. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, things things happened. My, my, unfortunately, my wife became, uh, she had postpartum depression from, uh, from the birth of our, our son and it it uh, took took its toll on her and and next thing you know we're in court and the the, the courts uh, learned how to the family courts are amazing when it comes to extorting money from you so they basically learned how to put pit us against each other when we truly weren't even against each other she was someone who was in need of help and that's what I mm-hmm. all I you know wanted for her to get but uh you know, they just worked their magic, uh, and and it was uh, it was probably my biggest turning point of my life, just being blessed, 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 blessed. Uh, you know, I had that experience of a corrupt court system, but you know, she ended up eventually becoming you know a sober person, and and my son is a you know fine young uh, gentleman right now, so <clears throat> it turned out to be pretty good. From that point, and now you know, I, out of uh, I never expected it, that such a great uh, response from the, the wrestling fans. It's just amazing. From from that uh, TV yeah, show I mean, that they just did. Yeah, you know, I want I wanted to bring that up because uh, obviously, Dark Side of the Ring I think opened a lot of people's eyes up to the. Uh, the situation that you guys were kind of going through, Herb Abrams, of course, a uh, lot of really good highs, but some lows in there as well. Uh, overall, the experience for you kind of riding that roller coaster, how would you uh, kind of describe the UWF, that ride? Um, you know, one thing uh, that wasn't – so I would say the dark side of the ring covered probably one-sixteenth of, of the – so, so there's so much more that, okay. that you know could be talked about, uh, and I don't think they would be able to get get all of it out within you know the time period that we're on right now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. What, what I would say was that um, uh, for someone who's got this reputation um, of you know uh, you know being a, a bad person or being a you know, a scene on, on, you know, drug hookers and cocaine and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. what, what I experienced with him is I, I would, uh, I would, uh, basically take, uh, the responsibility of making sure that before the matches that Herb was sober and ready to go and wasn't, uh, you know, messing around, you know, looking out of a peephole. And so I, I was pretty, you know, stern on him, and and it didn't affect me. You know, I didn't judge him, or I didn't, uh, um, you know, I, I I don't know. It, it was just I knew we had a job to do, and I knew that there was something way more important than you know, you know what he was uh, currently uh, messing with, and it, he didn't let me down one time. He would sober up. Okay. And, and he would, uh, you know, get his shit together, which, uh, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I think that's where he and I bonded because, you know, he needed someone like that. He needed someone that wouldn't, you know, uh, you know, tell tell other people, you know, what they just witnessed or dealt with. That was just between him and I. 
and uh, and he he didn't let me down. So on that aspect, uh, I've I've always uh, I've always found um, him to surprise the heck out of me. You know where That's a cool. lot of people would be. Yeah, you know, his his uh, how he uh, was acting at the MGM Grand. I'd probably say it was probably the worst I, I've seen him. Um, where, where I wasn't, where I it was noticeable to me, it was a problem. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it was a little more comical than anything. But uh, you know, at the same time, this man's trying to run this whole, entire thing all by himself. So I hope that answered your question. It does. It does. Now, Stevie, we had um, we had a discussion last night, and uh, it took so many crazy like twists and turns. And I, I, I kind of want to like dig into it, but I, I don't want to push you too hard uh, because we we are on a limited time here. But I mean, you you have um you have had such unique situations in your life. Uh, your business partnership in Kansas City being one of them. I mean, would you be able to talk a little bit about this thing with uh um I forget his name. With uh, with uh, you your business partner, Peter, uh, the, 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 the uh, yeah, Peter Scarpino. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, after I got, I apologize about that. No, it's fine. Um, after I got out of the business, um, uh, I the there's a gentleman that uh, befriended me that um, was interested in buying the gold gems in Kansas City. And when um, uh, when I ran into him, it was uh, you know his uh, flamboyancy, I guess, was just it, it was uh, it was a character within itself. He he just had uh, a charisma and he had uh, he had uh, he had it going on. I guess is the best way to describe it. Where I, mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of like being in a movie. <laughs> well, so anyway, he took a, an, an immediate liking to me, and, and we just started chit-chatting. Next thing you know, we're 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 going into the. the um, he, he bought that gold gym, and we started opening up gyms together with uh, me doing the juice bars part of it, and him doing the workout facility part of it. And his name was Peter Russo. And I mean, if you wanted to ever pick somebody for a movie role to play, you know, a mobster, this guy <laughs> was. I never. I mean, I mean, the very first thing he says to me is, "Stevie Ray, listen, I got a great idea. I'll do the juice bars with you, as long as you promise me you sell pumpkin muffins, buddy." And let me tell you, the pumpkin muffins, forget about it. People will be ripping off this. Listen to me what I'm telling you. You will be a millionaire. You sell these pumpkin muffins. And, man, I started selling I sold the pumpkin muffins. He was right. I mean, it did. Who's uh, going to tell him no? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so, you know, you know, so there was always this mystique about him. Everybody always was wondering, you know, um, and I've got a lot of Kansas City um, friends that you know they're most of them were the, the you know children of, of current mafia you know, people that are hot in Kansas yeah, City yeah. at one time. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, no one seemed to really know who the heck this guy was. And, right. uh, and 
um, as I'm, you know, I was watching this TV show. It was two. Uh, we had a friendship for about six years, and it was about two weeks after his death. There was a show on uh, Vincent the Chin, and uh, Vincent was the guy that would walk around New York, you know, with the with yeah. this robot, and you know, like it's crazy. And so one of the things that he, um, uh, it, it, you know, that it showed up on this show was who his number one capo was, the guy that had all the, uh, did all the windows in Manhattan, you know, the one guy. Because you don't get a window put in Manhattan unless you go through Peter, but his name was Peter Scarvino and um, not Peter Russo. And that, I just, because I, they they ran an audio on his voice, and I just about shit. I said, "Oh my god!" And so, you know, his his daughter and I had been great friends. So, you know, finally she came to me and she said, "Yeah, that's that's him. That's my father. That's who mm-hmm. we are." And she, that's you know, loud. She, yeah, it was a crazy, I mean, amazing story. But he, what's more amazing that um, people probably wouldn't even know because I, on the law enforcement side of things, I know, you know, I know that side as well. And they literally were more concerned about Peter than they were about anybody because Peter was a businessman. He was a shrewd businessman. And actually Mm -hmm. he was going to, he was getting ready to to purchase, be the franchise owner of all gold gym. So he would have been the owner of, you know, the franchise that sold the franchises out of Venice Beach. And that's that was his next, next uh, you know, next uh, thing he was focused on. That, that was going to be a big deal for him. But uh, that that was, you know, that was like a, that going from going from what I had with Herb and then going to this guy, he, you know, he did the same thing. He he gave me that confidence as an entrepreneur to, to be fearless mm-hmm. and, and you know that's that's what it takes in life it you know fear is a it's a bad thing it's like a cancer and if you don't have that confidence it's really hard to to move forward on anything wow and i would say yeah so you know me i grew up without you know actually having a, a father so i'm having these two people in my life that, that believed in me and if you saw that show, you know, I teared up, you know, with her, you know, what I, when I made that uh, comment and because yeah, yeah. That means, yes, I mean, that really means something to me. I'm so grateful when, when someone believes in me, I, I mean, I owe them my life, you know, because those things are what drive me and that's what makes me who I am. How disappointing so. was it for the UWF not to uh, really realize its full potential? Well, if you look, Okay, this is what this is uh, probably where I, I see Vince having a, a huge leak in his his program as it is mm-hmm. when he when he invests millions of dollars into a talent and he lets that talent go, well that million dollars has still got a value on it, right? So you know yeah. then all, if all it takes is someone like a Herb Abrams, you know, to to put on a production and and take that talent and you know let so what's it's it's really, you know, it's not rocket science at all. Um, uh, the the only thing that Herb needed was a, a damn good manager and a, and a good booker to tell the stories. And Herb, you know, he, he let his ego get ahead of him. And, and and what I would say is that you know, through time, we all mature and we all go through, you know, that that 
you know, that area where we grow up. Right. And that's where I think Herb just needed to get past that. You know, he was, he was too much involved with uh, um, being part of the story where, where he needed to realize the brand itself was the story. Mm. And, yeah. And had he, you know, I, I would have, I would have gambled on the fact that Herb uh, could have gotten there. Um, uh, especially if had he cleared his mind uh, from his, his demon that he was messing with. It's interesting. Do, do you ever, um, do you ever kind of watch wrestling on television today and wonder, like, I'm not wonder what could have been because clearly you think it could have been very successful as a promotion, but do you ever just kind of sit there and play armchair quarterback or, or, or what if with the whole thing? Okay. Like where, um, like UWF, yeah. Like let's say it continued, right? Let's say it succeeded. Right. Uh, where would they be right. today? Well, um, that uh, so Herb had uh, a really good partner uh, um, uh, and friend that was helping him, um, Lenny Do, and Lenny was uh, he worked with uh, on the NBC and he. He was a, a great guy to, to help him have the right production. Um, I, I believe that, um, I believe that there, there could have been that perfect moment where if it would have been, you know, a, a, you know, several guys going to him at the same time that say, Hey, listen, you're going to have to do this if you want us to help you or be a part of this. Um, where, what, Herb's success was yeah, he would go to the NAFTA convention. You know, his products would uh, would yield the, you know, t- the talents that people uh, could recognize. Um, uh, so he'd have pictures of, you know, people that were fresh off of the WWE or WWF at the time, whichever one, WCW even. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, they would give him, uh, from there, he would produce a trailer. And from there, they would, you know, say, okay, give me 52, uh, uh, you know, weeks worth of uh, material. And so they'd front him, you know, several million dollars to to make that production. He really didn't give a shit how big the audience um, was. And that was a problem. I mean, that's probably where the downfall really came in and, because his his main interest was, uh, interest was the talent that he had uh, um uh, on hand. Now you could see where he started screwing up because he started bringing in, um, you know, people like the, um, well, I won't, I won't mention any names, but he started bringing in talent that really didn't have that significance or have the, um, mm-hmm. algorithm, you know, that, you know, and you could say that even with myself, the, the best thing he had going with me is the demographic that I would be hitting, you know, with uh, younger people uh, was something probably of necessity. But um, mm-hmm. so with with what he was dealing with, um, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I wouldn't, I would want a product where the audience was just as, as important as the, as the, you know, people that I was promoting. You know, I'd, I want that aesthetically, that would be, um, extremely important to me. Um, how how a man? I mean, if you think about it, how he walked away from 
what happened at the MGM with, without, you know, yeah. going into some type of depression that I said, shit, that would have, that would have sunk me. Um, Can't even imagine. But, no, couldn't imagine at all. But, you know, you, you have to look at that and, and put a value behind it because, you know, he, he wanted to just keep going. Um, I, and with every guys, this is how I am with everybody. I do my best to look at the best uh, side of everybody. I try, I hate having toxicity, you know, flow through my veins and focus on the toxic things of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure I, I could have, you know, done that with her, but, you know, from, from the good to the bad of what I dealt with her, I would say 85, 90% was good. Um, and the bad, I don't even care to, you know, remember. So, um, it was, it was all good. Um, <clears throat> pretty much, you know, I've had, I've had run throughs for other promoters, you know, and, and nothing, I can't stand nothing more than someone promised me, you know, X, Y, Z, and then, you know, and then giving me half of that when I show up. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that just irks me to no end. Um, so, you know, yeah, you know, her voice paid me what he said he was going to pay me. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but um, uh, Herb and I had an an arrangement, an agreement, where that I would end up getting royalties um, from uh, every, you know, when he would sell the product to a network or whatever, they picked it up, I would be getting royalties. Well, there's a big lawsuit between me and ESPN. And at the time, I I don't feel like I, I had to... I had to, if you Google uh, Wild Things TV Ray versus ESPN, mm-hmm. um, you'll you'll see that there's this huge lawsuit, and ESPN, you know, that's Disney. They they talk about it as if they beat the Jolly Green Giant, and they were just some little miniature, you know, um, person uh, with a toothpick to fight with. Um, but uh, basically, my lawsuit was it's supposed to have been around the premise that. Herb and I had an arrangement, and that was that because I never signed any releases. And come to find out, um, a bunch of other wrestlers didn't sign releases either, like my partner, Sunny Beach. So mm-hmm. what, what – and then we don't even believe that Disney uh, uh, slash ESPN obtained the, um, the actual footage, the, the, the master's, um, through her, we we think it might have been through someone else uh, who stole that, uh, you know, from her after his death. So um, uh, we don't know the the you know the truth behind all of that. But the way that my attorney, the way that he went about you know doing the lawsuit, just didn't seem uh, quite like the way that I you know that I was envisioning that the lawsuit would be about. And uh, he went in, uh, about it uh, where it was like uh, if someone, you know, aired a, um, you know, some footage that uh, pertained that had, you know, like my, myself in it, um, that, that that athlete or uh, that race car driver or, or what have you would end up um, getting paid, you know, from, from the airing of that. And it it became you know quite a, a, a little story because from what I'm told, if had that passed, then that would have caused 
um, uh, Disney and, you know, whoever's airing, you know, old things of, like, let's say, Brian Bosworth or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would make Brian Bosworth, every time anything Brian Bosworth stuff aired, he would get paid, right? Well, <clears throat> so, but mine, you know, my deal, just like with uh, uh, Sonny's that I know, and then Sonny said that he's talked to several other wrestlers with the UWF. That that stuff, uh, that there's been several wrestlers that didn't sign a release and Herb struck, you know, the same deal. And basically we took, you know, a cut and pay for the match that we, you know, that was at hand so we could uh, obtain royalties, uh, you know, off of the the airing of our match, which takes a lot more money. And so I could, you know, never get Herb... Uh, uh, I could never get him to finalize all this in writing, but this is what Herb would tell me. He said, Stevie, my boy, you understand because I don't have that sign release from you that that gives you the power over me because you basically um, can, you know, uh, say, ask for whatever amount of royalty um, mm-hmm. compared to the royalty that you and I agreed upon. And so it kind of gave me some comfort, and I knew how Herb was always busy and stuff like that. But, you know, so when he died, um, you know, I wasn't expecting uh, the stuff to be aired, and ESPN aired uh, his stuff for 10 years, I believe, on a national level, and they had it international. So who actually sold that material to ESPN is, uh, is still in question, and and there's a couple of people that we uh, have, uh, uh, Sonny had, had mentioned to me, and, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys those names off air, um, but, uh, you know, to, to get to the nut and, nuts and bolts of that, you know, yeah. it's just a, you know, I mean, basically we had this large organization that, you know, owes talent money. Because if, if you think about it, in order for them to purchase those tapes, um, period. They have to do their due diligence. That means that they have to show that those athletes have signed releases on every one of those uh, tapes that they purchase, and they don't have it. I can guarantee you that they most definitely don't have it. And if they did, it'd be a forgery. So that's that's a real that's uh, uh, that's, that's really something, Stevie. That that is really something. Uh, listen, man, I I apologize. We're uh, we're out. We're about out of time here. I, I um, this is gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to say to be continued or something. I know we were talking about a couple different ideas that we had, but uh, what an amazing, amazing kind of uh, experience that you've had in your life. If if I were to kind of sum it up, Steve, uh, would you say that you would do it all again if you could? Brother, I, I'm 53 years old, and. I've I've got five years where I can I can uh, show you that sum up <laughs> if I got myself back in shape I, I I still have some some of that in me some of that thoroughbred so okay I, I'm okay. contemplating the I'm contemplating the idea uh, but if if anything more than anything I, I want to give back to the industry I want to give back to the sport I want to I want to give back to the love that you guys have brought to you know the attention that you're bringing uh, to the business I really appreciate what it is that you're doing. Thank you so much. You have a great show, and kudos to that. Kudos to your outreach. Kudos to your fans. And hopefully, you know, we can do uh, another show. 
What's um? Oh, definitely. We're definitely going to be in touch, Stevie. Um, what's your social media situation like for people that want to kind of follow you and what you've got going on? Okay, great. Very great question. Um, me being, you know, at the age that I am, I am, am putting all of that together. I, I would say I've got an audience larger than life uh, in, um, uh, on LinkedIn, of all places, uh, but it's not, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with professional wrestling. It really has to do with just my p- professional life as a businessman or an entrepreneur. Um, so, but on the, uh, you know, there is a wild thing, Stevie Ray, on YouTube, and there's a wild thing, Stevie Ray, that I did on um, on uh, Facebook. But they're all, you know, somewhat generic, and I really didn't know what the heck I'm doing. And right now, I'm I'm actually spending my time on revamping that and having a, a professional company uh, get involved. So hopefully it'll be a much better product. And okay. uh, it'll, it'll allow me to, you know, link people right back to, to you guys as well. Very cool. And and definitely keep us posted there so I can share that with everybody. Uh, Stevie, before we let you go, and we're up against the commercial break, uh, but I was wondering if I could ask a favor from you in addition to Absolutely. everything that you've just given us. Uh, so Absolutely. I was wondering if we could get you to record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show. Would that be okay? Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, so the name of the show is In the Room, like you're in the room. Uh, if you could just tell people who you are, remind them that they're listening to In the Room, we'll have you on your way. Okay. Can uh, Can I have uh, – because uh, I'll give you a really kick-ass one. Can I have two yeah. days to do that? Is two days okay? Uh, uh, or yeah. Right away? I was going to get it right away, but if you want to take some time and think about it, we can we can do it later. Yeah, you know, because I, I I've got access to some some really good graphic material that I can okay. put it all together. Okay. And make it stick out. Okay. Very cool, um, and I'm sure we'll be in touch. So, uh, that, that, in, that's, that's in the room, great. though, right? Is it in yes, the room? Sir. Is there any call in letters? Or anything? Any other call letters yeah, well, that go with it? It's, it's in the room. It's in the room on VOC Nation. I'll uh, I'll message you that stuff so you have it all in writing right in front of you. Yes, please. That would be great. Oh, I, yeah, will. Love I will. I will. Right. Uh, I will. Thank you, know you so much. I'll Steve. make. Yeah. I promise you, I'll make it so good that it, it will become. <laughs> it'll become the header you'll use. Okay. So it, it'll kick it'll, ass, it'll be right. wild. It'll be wild. Yeah, it'll be wild. <laughs> the wild thing. Uh, Stevie, thank you so much for the time tonight, and I'm sure we're going to be talking real soon. Lots of love, brother. Thank you so much. All right. You too, man. Love you too. Take care. All right. Take care. The one and only wild thing, Stevie Ray, UWF, and uh, my God, Kathy. Uh, my God, indeed. Uh, so we're up against the commercial break, guys. We're going to take that real quick, and uh, we're going to circle the wagons here. 914 uh, is the number to call in tonight. I see we got a couple of you guys in there. Uh, we're going to get to you guys in short order, so just stay patient there. Again, 914-338-1885. That was Wild Thing, Stevie Ray, and this is In the Room. We'll be right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, 
and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VSC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legon. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, 
Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt. Streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of All right, guys. Uh, so this is In the Room on the VOC Nation Radio Network at VOCNation.com and TheBradyHicks.com. Uh, 914-338-1885 if you want to join us uh, on in the queue tonight. Uh, we've got a bunch of callers in there, but we are going to get to each and every one of you guys as, uh, as Ray so loves to do each and every week. Uh, we, we <laughs> I get a lot running through my head, Kathy. Uh, first of all, thank you to uh, Wild Thing Stevie Ray for giving us the time tonight. Uh, interesting fellow, I would say. Uh, I do like him. I do. Um, <laughs> and it sounds like I'm going to be talking to him again in the near future. Uh, real quick, real quick. Um, next week on the program, Kathy... Uh, we're actually going to have a, a very good professional wrestler who's going to be joining us. Um, 
I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Uh, his name is a, a very good professional wrestler. Uh, <laughs> he's the former Dasher Hatfield, and he won the Super 8 tournament this year. So uh, Dasher Hatfield going to be joining us on the program. He now goes by a very good professional wrestler. So that's next week on the show. Uh, I want to talk real quick about last week because we suffered a tremendous loss, and uh, he was actually laid to rest today. Uh, Road Warrior Animal. So now the Road Warriors are reunited in heaven. And uh, it, it's, for me, I mean, I was a huge Road I, I think most fans were. That's why it stings so much, you know, because people loved the Road Warriors. Uh, I, they did. They did. Uh, I, I, I want to get all your thoughts on them, for sure, on, you know, the Road Warriors, on, on Road Warrior Animal and, and all that stuff. Stro, I, I, I guess I kind of got to start, with you, I mean, you you were a peer of his. You you, uh, you guys actually worked together. You shared the same office, as Jim Ross would say. Uh, those those guys always treated me as gold. Um, I know Hawk always. I mean, Hawk liked you. He'd get the shirt off his back for you. And him and Animal were always great. And um, it was such a pleasure to be around. And it's just the history these guys made in the wrestling business is just unreal if you think about it and and so i mean they they paved the way they they were pioneers of their time the uh the 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 first and the only tag team to win uh to win tag team gold in the awa the nwa wcw nwwf uh kathy what do you think well Animal and I would always, you know, it was always a good friend. Always, being and Hawk were always the best. <clears throat> when Hawk passed, it was really hard because I had seen him not that long before he passed. Um, Animal, I was just on Facebook with him the other day, <clears throat> the day before he passed, wishing him a happy anniversary. Wow. And yeah. I know it's very hard on his wife and his kids. You know, the uh, NFL had put out something because his oldest son James uh, played for the Rams. Is he, and, he's retired now, right? Yeah, but when he played that. for the Rams, and he was like he was released, and I remember Animal was at Philadelphia, and I'm like, man, I think we could use a really good linebacker. He goes, hey, there's one available. <laughs> but um, my thoughts and prayers to his family and his wife Kim. Uh, I know today was he was laid to rest, and uh, it's just a sad, another sad passing of someone in the wrestling business. And uh, we're going to bring on Ray Bogus as well. Uh, Ray, I, I I don't know if I'm speaking out of a turn, but I have to assume because you like wrestling that uh, you must have been a Road Warriors fan. That is well, well, well um, that is a good assumption. That uh, that I like wrestling here on here on this nominally wrestling themed podcast that we do. You know, I mean, it's we float around it's, it. It's yeah, you know, we you know we 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 tickle around it, so to speak. Um, you know, it's it, it's it, obviously any of them is sad. Um, Symbolically, you know, you you look at it and say, you know, that that really is kind of 
that really is kind of symbolic of of a certain era of of wrestling passing and mm-hmm. you know, it's it is a shame that um it's a shame that so many wrestlers like like that kind of end up sort of going in obscurity and I think something that is if you want to try to look at something nice and all of this, it's that it's that so many people do remember do remember him and remember him so positively. You know, you, yeah. you know, sometimes sometimes they go and you know, sometimes wrestlers go and then you, you read the stuff that comes out and you go, My God, like no one liked this man. Um but yeah. you know, if you you know, if you see the you know, you see the stuff that, that, that came out since then, you know, it's been it's been almost universally positive, which you know, is something we almost can't say about anyone else. And yeah, know, I think I think that's probably one of the one of the bigger testaments. Hey, or, or worse yet, or worse yet, you know, they have nothing good to say about him when he's alive, and then everybody glows over him when he's gone. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe because Hawk passed away what was it now, 16, 17 years ago? And in that time, I think that it was a while. In that time, he it's like fans were able to kind of mourn the loss of the Road Warriors, and Animal was lucky enough to be there for it, you know, to, uh, to get to see how fondly people look back on it. In fact, he even had another run with WWE after that. Um, so, I mean, I, good for him, and uh, as I bring on Derek McDonald, I also want to point out that um, we're finally starting to slow down with all these wrestlers dying too young, you know, um, because I think that there's been an increased focus on health and wellness and, and all that stuff, and that's great. That's great. Um, but what was he, 58? Oh, he's 60, right? Wasn't he, Kathy? He just turned 60. That's too young. Yeah. It's still too young. Uh, Derek, uh, you know, we're talking Road Warrior Animal here. Uh, I mean, what, what are you thinking? Um, it's, it's weird, because like you said, uh, it feels like you're mourning twice, because you mentioned when Hawk died, it was kind of like, you know, that's the end of LOD. You know, it's never going to be another yeah. one. And what it might sound strange, but we kind of mourned them as a team, even though Hawk I mean, you know, Animal was around. And like you said, he had to run on SmackDown. And, you know, so it it, it always felt kind of weird that we mourned him. But, uh, you know, he got to go in the Hall of Fame and all that stuff. And now that he's gone, it's kind of like, oh, man, you have to mourn him again. Because all that footage you watched when we lost Hawk, you're watching it now with Animal again. Um, but um, I, it's funny because me and my brother would always have this debate about who's the best tag team, you know. Um, I was a Steiner brother, Heart Foundation guy, and my brother was always LOD. It was never mm-hmm. even wanted to hear anything else. It was it was always LOD. No Freebirds. That's who it is. I'm just kidding. No, stand Freebirds. But um, and I think if and he told me, you know, because my brother's older than me, he goes, you know, if you started watching wrestling in the '80s, it was Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, and then in NWA, it was Ric Flair and the Road Warriors. And I feel like that's what everybody feels like when you ask them, you know, who was your favorite tag team? It's always the Road Warriors. You can't argue because everywhere they went, 
you know, they were the road warriors. They 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 were never diminished. They they knew the gimmick, and they you know whether they were the road warriors or the Legion of Doom, they were always that same thing, and that says a lot about them. It's um, it's funny. Like when I was younger, me and my friend Jason, we would get a notebook, and we would book like these long. We would literally book them, Stro. They were like these long, like drawn out tag team tournaments and we would have all the different tag teams from all the different companies and we'd do brackets and we'd and we'd actually write out the magic we're such dorks we really were but it was so much fun uh but every single word, time yes. we did nice <laughs> every single time we did one of these tournaments it always came down to the road warriors and the steiners in the end you know and for my money <laughs> it was always scott steiner going for the frankensteiner and then Animal kind of catching him and propping him up into a reverse doomsday, which would have been terrifying to <laughs> take, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I was say terrifying. Facing the wrong way. Uh, yeah. So. Rick Steiner, the Hall of Fame for headgear. I think that's. Oh. I think that's <laughs> yeah. where you that's where you put him. That's as we try to transition to something uh, less sad. Uh, Rick, Rick Steiner, Hall of Fame for headgear, right? Like, like, like Rick Steiner, and then um, uh, Iron Sheik, I think, also probably in, in Hall of Fame headgear. Because <laughs> he had the, and the wizard, the wizard too. You know, you're talking about the Grand thing. Wizard. Yeah. yeah, you can say his full name, Brady. You won't, you're not telling on yourself. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. But no, as as somebody who wrestled in high school and junior high school and hated wearing those stup- that stupid headgear for Rick Flip for Rick Steiner to do it voluntarily, he's he's God bless him because I, I no hated cauliflower ear. Yeah, yeah. I bet you Brock wishes that's he wore it some more. I know, and Lashley too. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, now, Rick? Rick Steiner? Well, let's say Rick Steiner Hall of Fame for headgear, Iron, Iron Sheik Hall of Fame for headgear, uh, Grand Wizard Hall of Fame headgear, Slick. Slick's definitely oh, Hall yes. of Fame headgear. Yes. yes. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the Fedora, yeah. Akeem. Akeem, the African Dream. That's, that's Hall of Fame headgear. What uh, about Mantar? <laughs> Do we, no, we that's his head. Paul Heyman's hat from the mid-'90s where he was, <laughs> he was hiding the do you put his head in there? Yes, because then we can also put in Paul Heyman in AWA as Paul E. Dangerously yes. wearing the AWA baseball hat. So, yes. That, that's got to be Hall of Fame headgear. Granny, what do you think? Who has the best headgear? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good call, Granny. Excellent job. <laughs> but I mean, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to animals, family, and many friends, because the Road Warriors were absolutely amazing tag team. I mean, no doubt about that. It, it almost feels to me like the end of an era, guys. Because, like, well, obviously it's an end of an era with the Road Warriors being gone now. Um, but like I said, we're kind of getting away from people dying so young by and large, which is a great thing. It is a great thing. Yeah. But he's kind of like another one from that old guard that's gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I exactly. like how Brady has to preface that by saying, no, I don't mean I want people to die young. That's not what I mean. I like, I I like that, that that even has to be prefaced. <laughs> I don't think that's how I said it. 
Yeah, but I'm making sure people know. Because, Brady, you're a man of the people. We can't have you be out there. That's right. We can't have you be out there, you know, having people being mad at you, you know, mm-hmm. throwing their feces at you, you know, yep. doing doing that kind of – we can't have that. No, that's yeah, right. Yeah, suddenly Dar- it's Dar- like an ICP peak show, you know? That's true. You know, Derek Dar- and I, we've got to watch your back. Treatment. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know – I got you, bud, buddy. You know <laughs> – you know, because here's the thing. If, if, if Derek and I don't watch your back, we're not going to be rolling in Bruce Wirt money. And we need to continue go. rolling in Bruce Wirt money. Yeah. So, you know, we need, you know, that's why we're in the, if you'll remember, uh, and thanks for the call, Granny, uh, you know, we're in the PG era of, uh, mm-hmm. of in the room, you know, because oh, uh, we, we need PG money. You know, yeah. we, can't, we, can't, we can't live off rated R money anymore. So, you know, that's, that's, so like this goes out like like to particularly bad dumb callers like Justin, uh, you know you can't come on and you can't come on and cuss and like you can't um, you can't have irrational hatred of Stro, you know you can't you can't have that anymore, um, uh, even if you really want to. No, you can't you can't have it because uh, because uh, it's 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 parental guidance. So you have to come on and be full of love and positive uh, thoughts and happiness. Um, and 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 I can't stress this enough. You need to keep your calls very brief, like five ten seconds. <laughs> Granny, be- Granny, before I let you go, did you have a favorite match from uh, from Clash of Champions? I didn't get to watch it. I was busy doing other things, so I I didn't get to okay. watch it yet. But I got you. But I did well, enjoy the, the answer- interview with with Stevie Ray tonight. I enjoyed that. Thank um, you. Thank you. I, I'm glad you did because some people – it's weird. I'm getting some messages, and thank you for the call, Granny. Uh, I'm getting some messages where people hated it and other messages where people liked it. Uh, but, Granny, if you didn't see the pay-per-view, then the correct answer is uh, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns by all accounts. Oh. Now, see, I haven't seen it. Uh, but just build alone, I couldn't believe what a great job they did getting me excited for that match. Yeah. They got it you was so excited you chose not to watch it. No, no. I mean, listen. So I, I, I was talking about it earlier in the show. Uh, so what happened was um, I, I was away this weekend. So I – and at some point I realized, like, I still haven't even seen NXT from this week. So I had to watch NXT, SmackDown, and half of the pay-per-view I watched today. Now, tomorrow I'm going to watch the other half of the pay-per-view and Raw. So I, I am behind, but I'm, I'm getting there. And that's not counting all the G1 stuff I, I, and, God, Impact Wrestling. I gotta, there's so much crap, man. There's just so okay, much. Hold on. Since Derek I'm working Stroh, from home, I try to watch it every day. Derek Stroh, we're going to help our boy Brady out. Mm-hmm. Now, now we've, been, we've been talking about wrestling on this show for years now. And and some of us like Stro, we've you even been involved with the business. I'm going to say that Brady does not need to watch Impact Wrestling. Like I think he can, I think he can clear that one from his plate, uh, and have have the utmost confidence that if he never watches it again, uh, see what I like some of the I, stuff I think, that they're doing. Okay, but like it's not worth watching. So you know, just don't. <laughs> You know, just don't do that. What <laughs> like about the good brothers? Like your, uh, How are you going to do the good brothers? Like they're the, the bad brothers. They're the bad brothers. 
They're, they're the brothers uh, of suck. I'll, I'll I'll say this about Roman Reigns, um, and I'm pretty sure anybody from AEW is going to probably going to get upset that I'm saying this, but I don't give a damn. He's probably the best heel in all of professional wrestling right now. Because there, there's nobody like him on any show, and it's weird. He's only been doing this what a month. <laughs> Maybe he's only been back for a month. Like when when Brody Lee beat up Cody Rhodes, and they, they choked out Brandy, and, you know, they took out the whole Rhodes clan, and it was like, wow, Dark Order is amazing. And then a few weeks later, Cody has a special announcement that he's, you know, <laughs> toasting a game show. And then two weeks after that, he's back with Pyro and a full entrance to get, you know, to get his kind of, his heat back. And it's like, oh, well, you ruined it. And dark hair. Um, yeah, right? So it's like, you know, you ruined <laughs> He reinvented himself. I don't yeah. think we're going to see Jay on TV this week. Um, they had Jimmy hobble out there with one good leg and throw in the towel, and he's, you know, he's doing the whole Rocky Creed thing where he's staring at Roman and he's, he's disgusted. And I was like, this is great. This is this is great storytelling. Why can't they do this all the yeah. time? That was good. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I was speaking of speaking of, uh, of that. So this this weekend, I actually was, uh, I was I was giving a test. Um, which for which I was paid a criminally large amount of money uh, <laughs> to to spend part of my Saturday. I here's I really I should have been paid nothing because my job was mostly to show up in a room and hand children and hand children answer sheets and say don't mess it up. Um, <laughs> uh, but instead, I was paid an absurdly large sum of money uh, per hour. To do that, and as I was standing outside talking to one of the other men who is apparently in on this grift, um, uh, he's he's, he's older. He's like he's like my dad's age. Um, he was talking about how how he started watching AEW again, and and how it's um, and it, it a light clicked on for me because I hadn't I hadn't figured out like what AEW's end goal was. Like, like kind of like, what's your end game? Sort of running this the way you're running it, and and it sort of clicked for me. They're trying to be like, like the old kind of super regional program, like an old AWA, and and really, as you look at it, that, that that's what they're trying to be. And I thought they were trying to be Nitro. I don't think they're doing that. I don't. Maybe like a, like the, like the super old Nitro. Like 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 Nitro when it first started Nitro, Mall of um, America. Yeah, like like Mall of America Nitro maybe, but like, um, and I think this might highlight AEW's problem is that I don't, I don't think they're going to get more people, because like, uh, when when I was talking to this guy, he was like, you know, you know, I had, you know, he was talking about how he had regularly watched wrestling for years and years and years, but like. This, this, that AEW reminded him of like, like when he used to watch it way, way back in the day. And I thought, well, that's great. How many of you are left? Like six? <laughs> Seven? Like, I, 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 and like it, it clicked for me that like that, that, that's what AEW is trying to do. And I think that's really sad. Uh, what do you think about that, Malcolm? AEW. Oh, that's, get yeah, that's a, good, a good call, Brady. A good call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Brady, I want to clear some stuff up. 
First of all, uh, Ray, did you serve in the military? Uh, no. Then you got no reason to put me down. If it wasn't for guys like me and guys that go all the way back from Vietnam to Bicentennial Days, there wouldn't be the freedom that you jokers have. You understand that? No, I don't. Ray, we're we putting them down. No, number two, I'm just correcting something. I'm tired, Brady, of people putting me down. I got Tony Capone that has a Screen Actors Guild card. He's worked in Hollywood. He's a fan of mine. He loves my impressions. How about that, huh? All right. Who's, I got a good brother. Yeah, no. And I, you know I, what? I, okay. You know what, Brady? Who's putting you down? I want to do something for Road Warrior Animal. I did it for him one time. We were at Frankenstein. Okay. I was in front of George the Animal Steel and Superstar okay. Billy Graham. It's my impression that I did with Bill After at a big-time wrestling mat, uh, event years ago. Okay. Bill was doing Road Warrior Animal's voice, and I was doing Road Warrior Hawk. Well, me well. being the natural disasters, they like throwing animals' weight around. That's all right. Natural disasters. Earthquake and typhoon. I like throwing your weight around too, cause animals my partner for life. When I rush, I rush for us. A bum trip for the natural disaster. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See, very nice. About it is Brady. I am moving. I talked to Doctor John today. And Papa You're moving Joe, again? I want you to know, I'm not <laughs> going to bother you. I'm going to be in South Carolina. You're in North Carolina. But you know who lives in South Carolina, Brady? We might be fishing buddies together pretty soon. Really? Yeah. I'm moving to South Carolina, baby. <laughs> and I I'll, I'll be only, only, only be two I states away. So let me get this straight. Hold on. Time out. Mm-hmm. Now, Derek, you're, you know me better than anyone on this show. We're, okay. we're, we're the world's greatest tag team. Tell them. Um, that's right. Preach. Um, uh, first off, like, have I ever put down the military on this show? Uh, no. I, I don't think no, I've ever heard I don't, of it. I don't think I have. Um, in fact, I would say that Malcolm is probably treated nicer than most of the callers on the show. Um, probably about ninety nine percent, yes. I I would, I would say, say I, I, it would just be my guess that uh, Malcolm wasn't directly addressing you when he said Ray. I, uh, that would be my guess. Okay, that's kind of addressing that's... people in general. Okay, so um, uh, now he said he was talking to Doctor John. The only Doctor John I know is uh, Dr. John Wong, the jazz doctor. Um, <laughs> no, I don't that's think, not who he means. I don't think that's – is that not – okay, that's no. not who he means. No. Um, okay. No. Um, no. Um, okay, here's, here's the only thought I have. Because um, um, I think now, – now, Derek, correct me if I'm wrong. The premise uh, of Malcolm's call was that uh, if someone has served in the military – that it, that gives them a free pass to be an idiot. 
I'm sorry, that caught me off guard while I was drinking my water. What? <laughs> that almost sounds like you're putting them down, I mean, to hear you say that. But I just, I just, I want to make sure, because, like, well, that, that's why I'm clarifying, because I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to be accused of it, but it sounded, it sounded like the premise of Malcolm's call was that if you were in the military, I can't ever say anything negative about you. Now, I, I will say this. My, my grandfather, I'm sorry, my great-grandfather, God rest his soul, he served in World War II, and when he would beat me and my brother, he would tell us, I served in the war, you better respect me. So apparently he, him being in the war meant he could whoop me and everything would be all right. So maybe it's along those lines. But is I, I, that that's, it? See, that's, that's, right. that's is that it? See, damn it! See, I see. Okay, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> see, now I now I know. Now I know that if you're in the military, that you could just do whatever you want, and no one can criticize you. Like you could sure. call into a radio show and be a derailing, uninteresting dingus. Uh, and I, I guess the host. That's not just, you, Malcolm. I have to just take it. Malcolm's interesting. <laughs> I have to just take it. And, and I don't know. Uh, just for the record, Malcolm, I never disrespected you. I love you, brother. Uh, hey, Justin, what war were you in? What world am I in? What uh, war were you in? The War of the Fries. You were in the I War of the World. I wasn't in any war. But we know. Uh, yeah, but let me yeah, but let me tell you right. You were in the fast food war. Right. No, let me hey, tell you Stro, Stro, listen, I got a question. If if Justin signed up to be in the military, would he be frontline infantry? And if yes, why? Well, first off, first off, why does Malcolm think he's bothering me? If he's going to come by my state, I don't, I don't get that. I really don't understand. I think he just I, I means like that, that he's, too. Yeah, I, I think he, he just thinks question. that, like, he's loud enough that you'll hear him in South Carolina. That's a good question. Well, like, the idea, that, the idea that he could bother you by, like, <laughs> being in an adjoining state. Like, <laughs> I don't get Because if you think about it, that's a good question. Because, like, if you think about it, like he's been Malcolm has been in Las Vegas uh, when I have been in Arizona, so that's an adjoining state. Did you like, hear him? And I've n- no, and I've never complained about it at all. I think I told him to have a nice time. Because when he I, was in Washington D.C., I'm pretty yeah. sure I could hear him. Well, that's different. Maybe he thought Stroh was going to be at the border with a shotgun, and as he's rolling up, Stroh's going to cock the shotgun. No. Like, you, you lost. Oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, for the record, we all love you. We we all do. Are you? Am I still on, Brady? There we go. Yeah, you're here, brother. Yeah, I want Papa Stroh to know that uh-huh. Papa Stroh, you misinterpreted me. I said uh-huh. I'm not going to bother you unless you need yeah. me. See, I'm going down there to be an actor, man. I yeah, said no. to be an actor. Look out, baby. Yeah. I'm in New York. You're gonna bother me in the state. I was like, what? you're never a bother. Why would you think he'd bother me, man? I would never bother you, Papa Stroh. I have too much respect for you. Every year at oh, the CAC, he takes pictures <laughs> yeah. with me. He signs up for nothing. No. Wait till you see what I'm getting you for Christmas, Papa Stroh. Pittsburgh oh. Steelers <laughs> from the Bradford Exchange out the Wazoo, baby. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's the Brad Shaw Exchange. The Bradford Exchange. Yeah, they Bradford got Exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, the Nasdaq Exchange, the Nippon Exchange, the Nippon Exchange. Let me move things here because I, I did cut them off, and I'm trying to be fair. I'm, I'm trying to be nice here. Justin, did you watch Night of Champions? Did you have a favorite match from it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, it was it was uh, it was an okay card, but uh, back to uh, Ray Bogus where he wants. No. What was your favorite? What was your favorite match? I asked you. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Hey, hey, no. hey, all right. Hey, listen, listen, man. Hey, listen to me. I'm talking yeah. to Ray Bogus here. And, yeah. Okay, Brady, I don't want to talk <laughs> to him. Hang up. He basically, he basically wants to disrespect the military. Hold on. How did he disrespect my the military? Father, my grandfather was in the military. My cousins have been in the military. How did he, dis- how did he disrespect anybody in the military? Don't come on the I, show with your emo stuff, bro. Take it easy. I actually think I actually just think he dropped a naughty word there, and, and a word okay, that I've asked so, him not to use. I think okay, I so him here's, here's the thing. No, don't don't put him back on. Um, I'm not. He can, he's still listening. He's still listening because oh, he's he, weird. He he's going to listen to this. Well, he, can, he most certainly. Oh, he yeah. must really hear. Here's I'm the thing. pretty sure he um, said something that I, I've made a point of telling him and other people never to say on the air. So here's the thing. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. You heard it, right? Here's the thing. Um, When my when I apologize, Derek. When two of when two of my when two of my great grandfathers came over during World War One and then signed back up to be in an army for a country they had never seen. Mm-hmm. To defend a flag they had never actually lived under, mm-hmm. just so they had the right to be here. Um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with that. Didn't disrespect the military. And when my and then when my grandfather yes. went and got injured in World War II uh, uh, by his own dumbass troops. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> When is the and, next full and moon? He showed, and, and then, like, he would <laughs> refuse to show, refuse oh, to talk about of it. Of course. Like, I don't, I don't think that was. I don't think the that full was. Moon is Thursday. Like, like that, uh, that, that gives me. Oh, oh, god. Mm-hmm. And, and when, Lucky me. Lucky me. When I went, and when yeah. I went, it's just building. When we buried yeah. him, and and I went out. Oh, to and I went out ahead of the rest of the funeral party and got the VFW guys into some warm cars because they'd been standing out in these zero degree Chicago January weather for two hours waiting for the funeral party to show up. I don't think that was disrespecting the military. I don't think I've ever disrespected the military on this show at all. So here's the thing. I don't get um, because you're a you're a you're just a miserable, awful person with no redeeming let's just, qualities. To let's speak just of. move on. And you're not let's interesting. Just, let's just move on here. Um, don't ever call again. <laughs> that's 
Torah. Are, I cannot stress this enough. Those are my instructions to you. <laughs> Torah, what's your favorite military branch? Torah, what's your favorite military branch? Mine is the Coast Guard. Uh, Merchant Marines. Torah? Good call, Torah. I heard, I heard her faintly in the background. I heard her talking in the background. Should we do that? Should we do that? Should we, should we get the uh, the four? Fa- <laughs> Tora has been eliminated. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh man! You know, we, you know, we we better be careful, Brady. We're gonna be stuck with Rapoli for like an hour. I know, right? Nah, no, nah, we're good. We got Dustin. What's going on, Dustin? Oh, that's good. Up in March, set a rock for a couple weeks. Oh, look at that. That's good. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Tori told y'all last week. No, no. she doesn't tell us much. No. I, I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I, you, you, something about your brain was bleeding through your skull or something. It was an accident, well, maybe. Because I got into a car wreck. Yes, yeah, so I had to have my head drilled in because of blood on my brain. And you had your blood, your head drilled in. Well, they had well yeah. because because uh, I had a skull fracture from the wreck. Stuff and like they had to drill my head, they had to drill my head to get the blood off my brain. Uh, okay, they had okay, to use so leeches had, so when me, it happened to me. So let me clarify: you had a crack in your head, and the solution was to make the crack bigger by drilling into it. No, no. Well, it was because they're kind of in out. my brain that they had to drain it because it was going to be bad for my health. Mm, I yeah. would imagine so. It sounds, doesn't yeah. sound good. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, I'm no, I'm just saying. Well, I'm glad you're alive. I, the same day that Tora told me you were in the hospital, I did get your um, I, I forget what it was, maybe an Instagram follow or something. So I, I was glad to see that you were okay. Um, Imagine that. I've been in the hospital did, did for almost three weeks. Well, I'm glad so, you're okay. You 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 called three in weeks, one three weeks. Two, though, a couple of times. So wait, hang on. Hold we just on. couldn't get you on the air before you hung. Oh no, you hold on. I'm in the middle of saying something. You you, uh, you called in and I um I couldn't get you on in time, so you hung up, right? Yeah, I was having head pains. That's why I couldn't talk. I'm sorry. I got you. I got you. I I, I know all about head pains. Doing. Sorry, Ray. Sorry about. That. Go ahead. Okay. No, you're fine. Um. Okay. So. Um, I have a, I have hold hold everything. So, Justin, you said you got hurt last week. Your head. Three weeks ago. It's three weeks ago. That's why I've not called into the show. Oh, I thought cause, okay. Because here's the I thought you said you only got your head hurt last week, and that you'd been in the hospital for it for three weeks, and like that. Oh, like I was getting confused. I, well, see, that's my mistake. No, it's just well, yeah, the fact that I, that's why I've not been on the show in three weeks is because I've been in the hospital since since I've had my accident, okay. and that's so why I wanted Tor to tell y'all last week, and that's when because that, I just wanted to let y'all to know. She told me now. You were going to cancel the show here, because of HIPAA. I didn't want to reveal what happened to you, so I, I you know, <laughs> it's true. Like private information, you know. Good, good so, but yeah, we, can't, told we me, can't reveal your name because of FERPA. I've been praying. Because of the FIPA and the HERPA. I've been pouring you. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> we'll take you through the mountains because of a Sherpa. 
because of surplus. I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm actually doing a lot better yeah. since then, so uh, I mm-hmm. should be getting released from the hospital in about a week. So. Oh, then what are they going to do good. about the holes that they drilled in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how does that work? Well, Bernie, that happened about three weeks ago when they drilled the uh, the because I was in a lot of pain. They, they didn't know what it was. Do they blood on my brain? That's, they, dr- that's why they had to drain, they my, drill? drain the blood on my brain. I'm, of, I'm not making fun of you when I ask. Like, do they drill through the skin or do they like cut the skin and fold oh. it over and drill? Oh my! I didn't God. know if they drilled right into the skin. Uh, I don't know how they did it, but but I was out. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't they didn't tell you? Well, do you got a hole in your skin or not? I don't yeah, know how they did it because I was... Uh, you would, you would sleep, look like... So I don't know. I got you. I got you. Did they shave your head? Yeah, I have a big... Uh, well, yeah. Ooh. And like, I have, I have my like spot back in my head, so it, it's kind of embarrassing. Is Let's it? talk That's about fine. the car. Sure like, is the car okay? Normal? You, you've had, <laughs> you've had other car okay. accidents. Is the car okay? Well, I was the one driving, but it was, it was a buddy of mine that was texting on the phone while driving. That's why the accident happened. Oh, that ain't good. That ain't, you yeah, should have offered the text for him. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, because no, some cause friend you are. Do this, why me? You want to on the phone and stuff? Mm. Well, yeah, you don't want to see all well, those naked pictures. Now, in terms of like left. the actual recovery, is this worse than the time that the guy shot you in the face? Oh, no, that's that's right. no, it was in my chest. Oh, it was oh. in your chest. Well, okay, I thought it was your face. Wait, Me too, bro. Well, oh, got shot in chest. I got shot twice in the chest. Mm, I, took ju- two. I I got to tell you, Dustin, I got to tell you, I think we're bad luck. Because, like, in the time that you've been calling in, you you, you um mm-hmm. you had a nail go through your leg. You got mm-hmm. shot in the chest. You've been yeah, in, no, what, three dad. car accidents that now. That had, um, that was my dad that had the nail go through his leg. Okay. I thought it was you. you get, it, get it right. Bro. No, it was my dad. Okay. Now, remember. The English guy from um, European Vacation where he kept getting hurt. He says, oh, it's only a flesh. Oh, man. yeah, like the guy it's on the bike. Oh, oh yeah, that's definitely <laughs> Dustin. It's the blood squirting off, yeah. That's definitely <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> now, okay, now, even though all the injuries weren't Dustin's, um, I, I, just, I still think we are bad luck guys because remember – Ever since Dustin started calling into the show, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, his relationship with Seth Rollins down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, Paige. you know, so we're you know we're costing him. We're Paige. Yeah, his relationship with Paige, who a, a woman I'm sure is not out of his league, down the toilet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you know. Not only are we a physical danger to Dustin. Um, we are an interpersonal danger to Dustin. And I think I, I speak for all of us him, on this show. I think I speak for all of us on this show, but especially Brady and the Strum, when I say that I think it would be in Dustin's best interest if he never called again. No, I, I, see, I don't Call agree it. with that, Dustin. I, you're one of my favorite callers. Brady said I don't agree with that. I don't agree with well, that. I'm not going to argue with anybody because if I get mad, I'm going to start getting head pains, so I'm just going to let it go. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Brother, yeah, did you watch Night happen. of Champions? Did you watch Clash of Champions? I don't think I they did. get pay-per-view at the, and the only The only match on that show oh, I liked was the, was the Drew McIntyre match. That was it. What? That's a good match. Really? That's it? 
Jeff Hardy had a yeah, lot but of I didn't, I didn't like any of the other matches. What about no. the ladder match? The ladder match was great. By the way, one of these times Jeff Hardy's going to rip his ear off, and it's going to be horrible, oh, and it's going to be an accident. But they got to stop nut. doing that. He, yeah. I mean, it's uh, be He's chasing him with the ladder that's attached to his ear. <laughs> he has been jumping. He has been jumping off a high thing since I was in middle school. Like enough is enough, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I, I was not happy about Sami Zayn winning, so. Oh, Lisa. Oh, I like that. Why do you? I like that. Why don't you like? Why don't you? Why don't you like the French midget winning? Sammy's awesome. I just don't like Sammy Zane. The dude, the dude's annoying. That's the point. Yeah, the ginger sure, Che Guerrero. Yeah, I sure hate. Yeah, I sure hate when heels get a negative reaction from fans. <laughs> right. That's the when worst. The how dare you? <laughs> I thought that's the kind yeah, of person well, that says, how it is. "Yeah, man." I, yeah, I sure hate when the letter carrier delivers my mail. I sure hate when the grocery clerk stocks shelves. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Brady, Dustin. All respect. of our stoplights are flashing yellow right now. I, I Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, honestly, the stuff with mm-hmm. Seth Rollins and the Graham Stereo family stuff is getting old. I'm tired of seeing it. They need to move on. Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about when Aliyah starts with uh, Buddy Murphy, though? Because that's coming up now. Oh. and a lot of people are upset that they're like what, like eleven years different or whatever, in age. Yeah. Actually, actually, Murphy is thirty-one. Oh, okay. Well, she's right, 19. she's nineteen. Hey, okay, hey, I'm Dustin, sorry. I got a question. Dustin, I have a question for you. It could be eleven years really. and eight months. Yeah. No, it's a it's a real question. It's a real question. This isn't this isn't a screwing with you question. Dustin, do you watch Hannibal Lecter films before you call oh. into this show? Oh, no. Great. Oh. Are you sure? No. Nope. All right. Just curious. You watch them after? No. Nope. <laughs> Me neither. After Do you reenact? Do you reenact that? Do you reenact no, that with local no, missing no. women? So, no. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really hoping that Seth gets traded to SmackDown so they get him away from Mysterio. He might. He tunnel vision. He might. Right. You might. Well, I, I'm so, honestly, Brady, it's getting hard to watch. Yeah, like, really, it is. Like, I'm tired of, uh, like, you just, a lot of stuff in wrestling lately has not been any good, really. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. hard to listen to, Dustin. Don't you agree it's hard to listen to? <laughs> the only thing good on Raw is the Hurt Business. That's about it. Oh, look at you. Yo, you do like to... You like them. I swear yeah, to good. God, good the way they, they need to add Ricochet, and they need, need to add uh, Mustafa Ali in there, too. Wait a oh, yeah, more cooks in the kitchen is always a good idea. What if Murphy joined the group? Uh, what if they added like, Murphy the to the group? He could be their yeah. own heart. Uh, yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Murphy's getting annoying, too. Well, it's weird I can because... think of things that are getting annoying. <laughs> they should put it's Sasha weird. in that group. Sorry. Okay, Ember Moon, too? No, I'm saying. She'd be good in that group. Ember <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. you know They're basically babies that. anyway at this point. Uh, well, Bert, yeah, I gotta go. Right, see you later. Okay. Take care, brother. Bye. Because Smackdown, yeah, Smackdown is a more um, watchable show, and it's the same. You wouldn't think it was the same company. 
<laughs> it ain't going to be a more watchable show once they have the draft. <laughs> I know. When they take everything that's working like they always do to SmackDown, they take everything that's great about it and put it on Raw. They're going to basically take everything that's good on SmackDown and move it to Raw. And they then, yeah, well, I, I, and then it'll take them another eight months to build it back up with all these people that were afterthoughts on Raw. Ugh. God damn it. You know... You know, I think they. You know what I think could really help, and maybe this is just me marking out a little. I think if they brought back the drilling into your head. Sorry. No. Well, yeah, that would help with the show. Um, We we should do a show where like we just drill into my head. (laughs) Like we auction off, like for charity, like you can bid who gets to drill into Ray's head. You play those crickets all you want. You know that the phone lines would light up. Granny Huckster would definitely be... Oh, yeah, she'd be donating, yeah. Oh, she'd be bidding. You know, she, You just, just um, be glad that Justin doesn't have enough money to do it, you know? Well, I think... You know, I got, I got news for you. Um, I'm pretty sure the minutes on Justin's, uh, on Justin's flip phone are going to run phone. out any day now, so... I uh, I don't think I don't think that that will be a problem uh, much longer. No, I think what could really help SmackDown, and again, this could just be me being a nostalgic mark. I think they need to bring back the Iron Sheik. I think that, that would could be really. Wrong. I think they could. I think cut, that could really. Just let them cut promos on people for no reason. There's nonsense. What, what if he ma- every week. What if What if he managed the Sultan? They bring the Sultan back. Well, they could do oh, that, but like gets, here he gets revenge for his son. <laughs> yeah, they, they could do that, but here's here's the thing. Um, I don't really want him to have like a script. I want him to just wander around, <laughs> and whenever he <laughs> feels like saying something, like he could just like just interrupt matches. Just like, be in convention get, mood. Yeah, just <laughs> just shuffle around and like like yell at people. I think. That would be. Fa- I actually really would like to see Iron Sheik back in some form, and I, I know that that will not happen, but I, I want it to happen, and Wasn't I'm fantasizing that? a lot on this show. <laughs> Derek, don't I remember a report a couple years ago that said they really wanted to use Iron Sheik, but they're terrified to give him a live microphone. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I Which thought is, I remembered that. I don't. I don't blame them. Him and Rick Flair, yeah. like, well, I guess Rick's gotten a little older now, so he's been kind of subdued. But uh, yeah, you give him yeah. a mic, you don't know what the hell he's going to say. I was <laughs> making the version Garden. lead. <laughs> yeah, he said that in Madison Square Garden. It was like, oh my god, Rick Flair has lost it. What is wrong with him? He's, yeah, you can't with these guys. Oh, I think boy. they should give. I think they should give Iron Sheik a live microphone. I don't see what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> he should. It's got to be better than the dirt sheet. They could just call it like shooting the shooting the crap or something. And with the shooting the sheik. Shooting the sheik. Oh yeah. Okay. Call us, Bruce. Call us. <laughs> What's going on, Rat Boy? But I began I that wrong. Anything. Before I say anything, right, just sit back. You already messed that up because you said something. And wait till I'm finished what I have to say. All right. We're all listening with 
Baited breath. Yeah, could Derek yeah. interrupt you? Or everybody, like, listen, everybody sit down and listen to a little story. What if telling I take off my headphones tell and everybody. interrupt you? Don't interrupt What if me. I'm not listening? Then can I interrupt Brady. you? Come on, Brady. Okay. This is it, okay? This is the <laughs> night after. Stern. Ray Bogus. With Rap Boy. With Derek O'Donnell. With himself, Brady Hicks. How to lose it. And that's a rush. That's a gold rush, baby. Wait a damn minute. You just called me Derek O'Donnell? Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, Derek, are Derek, are you ready to embrace your Irish roots? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would make you D.O.D. You would be D.O.D. <laughs> Derek Wim O'Donnell, you're out there. Now, are Derek you rela- Derek, are you Derek, are you related? Are you related to Pittsburgh legend Neil O'Donnell? Neil O'Donnell? My guy? Put him back to the Jets? Maybe. Mm. At least I don't call Not him Ryan McDonald, you know? He's like, I don't call him Ryan McDonald. Am I right, so, so, Ramboy, do you have right. any thoughts for us, or are you just here to waste oxygen? No, yeah, yeah, I want to say, I want to say uh, a couple things, you know. Uh-huh. I did, I, I did uh-huh. cut on the, uh, the Hamble and Max. That was good. Okay. Okay. But the best match, but the, uh-huh. best, the best match I liked was Bailey mm-hmm. against Oscar. I thought well, Oscar's going to be a two-belt Oscar. But guess who shows up? <laughs> mm-hmm. Shasta Banks Nikki, shows mm-hmm. up. Nikki Cross didn't show up. Mm-hmm. She might have yeah, that role to show up. Yeah, but Oscar did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was good, you know, but last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, I got a tag team now. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got the uh, Brandy Rose. All right. Yep. Rose, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose's sister. Brandy and Mandy Rose. Yeah. What? And, and Dana Brooks. I, I can see that. Brandy Rose. They don't even work in the same company, Rob Boy. He said Brandy Rose. Oh, Dana Brooks. Mm-hmm. With Dana Brooks and, and what's yeah. her name? Mm-hmm. Brandy Rose. That was a good time team there, I'll oh. tell you what. I, I get it. I got you. Brad Boy, you know, I didn't realize how many people were in the Samoan family. Are you are you Samoan? Oh my god. Yes. No. No, you oh, yes. He's the, <laughs> the only person that's not. I, I'm I'm actually a third I'm actually a third cousin of the of the Anawais. Oh, you yeah. I was adopted. Yeah. Well that's that's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's I am. No, I, I think that's the only match. No, the mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. matches that I saw because I was falling asleep because mm-hmm. I was up at three thirty, sun, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because Bye. you know me, I, I'm mm-hmm. doing my yeah, my um, my flea market stuff again. At three, I'm at the flea market every every week. Now, do you do you call, do you call it the flea market because you bring your own fleas there? Oh uh, no. Uh, no, grab there. So you're I'm, I'm not out again. You buy mm-hmm. And I almost had a good deal. Listen, what, what I almost had a good deal down there that, over the weekend. <laughs> this guy, this guy, right, knows me, right? He knows I collect wrestlers and all. 
Okay. He came, out with a, he came out with a macho Before man. Before I'm right off into the night, my friends, here's a story for the road. The saga of the Ponderosa. The Ponderosa. He came out with the macho man doll with the red and yellow suit on from WCW era. Yeah, the toys are yeah. or what? He was going to sell it to me for $15. I said, you know what? Uh, I'll be at the table yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Right? So we'll go get it. Yeah. I went to his, to his table. I said, we got Macho Man. He was going to sell me earlier this morning. Oh, uh, I sold it, man. I said, well, how much? He said, I sold it for 10 I said, yeah. Uh, I said, what are you doing? I, want, I, want, I just nah. checked online. That guy mm-hmm. is going over $65 on eBay. See? Look at you, Rappo. You never walk away from a good deal, man. You don't know how to flea market. Yeah, yeah. Rappo. Yeah, Rappo. No, Rappo, you gotta buy it. You gotta look at your margins. Rappo, you're not looking yeah, at your margins. You know Rappo, I need to go home. I need you Rappo, stop talking. I'm trying to help you. Rappo, I need you to go home. I need you to find every margin you can find, and I need you to analyze it. You go find. You go find all the margins. You find all the margins in the books. Yeah. You find the margin uh-huh. in your refrigerator. You find yeah, every margin. I want every margin. Oh, oh, where's the margin? And, and then come on back next week. In fact, yeah. Yeah, go do it now. I was talking, right? And he mm-hmm. says, uh, check it out before you go uh, buy it. I went to go check it out. I said, man, I'm going to $6 for that macho man. I'm going to go get yeah. it for 15 Yeah, I do. And the guy showed, and the guy showed up for 10 <laughs> When you said he didn't have it, Rap Boy, you should have flipped that table over on him and told him to go find it right now. That's what you should have done. Yeah. Yes, you should have Rap Boy. Yeah, Rap Boy, have you done. ever been yeah. drilled in the head? Yeah, you know the answer. Uh, I, I, know, I, I knew that somebody was, but they couldn't talk for, for about three or four weeks. Thank you, Rap Boy. Look around wow. and come in with common sense. Well, thank you, Rap Boy. That, well, it took him three weeks to call back in, so maybe that's true. Oh, yeah. Well, you got me there. Oh, it, it can't be true, <laughs> you know? Of course, you can't let me take the accident. accident. I like how yeah, even, right. okay. I like how uh, even I, I don't believe that, skeptical I don't believe that little kid right. anyway, because, because, because he's he got a lot of fake profiles on Facebook. Uh-huh. Yeah, get him, Rap Boy. Yeah. Rap Boy. Yeah, you spill Spill it. Do you do you do you remember that time that I do you remember that time that I interviewed uh, Nikki Bella over Facebook while it was Dustin pretending to be Nikki Bella? I do. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Actually, I uh, uh, Kurt, he was he cutting the door. He Why is Rap Boy still on the air? He was so He looks. He looks. He was Kurt Bush. Yeah, he was Kirk Bush, you know, the lunch car driver. I'm familiar with Kirk Bush. Kirk Bush, yeah. I know who he is, Rap Take care, Rap Boy. Oh, I'll one more thing. I'll see you on the night after. One more thing I got to say. There's one more thing I got to say. Kuna Matata? You must be a potato head moving to Idaho because (laughs) that's all you do is eat potatoes. (laughs) Okay. All right. right. Now he's going after the list. There's so much hate. It's amazing. (laughs) Because I Isn't preach it? nothing but love on this show, but all they do is attack each other all the time. That's you unbelievable. Know, the thing is, the thing is, like, it's, it, I think I'm the problem. You are. I'm starting to think I'm the problem. Because like, I, well, I, didn't, I did nothing 
I just showed up today and was assaulted viciously. Yeah. When? When have I ever been well, let, anything except a go. loving, supporting host? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's go I back am to a Steve. guiding beacon. Yeah, let's go to Steve. <laughs> uh, Steve. The Road Warrior Animal. What a rush. Um, oh, yeah. I always thought that'd be great for like a fraternity campaign. Like, come on, like join us. What a rush! Um, I had a couple meetings with Animal, <laughs> and uh, they were pretty good. Uh, as a fan, I chose mentioned. Uh, Who's better, the Road Warrior or the Muppet Baby? I can't answer. How dare you? How dare you? No, I know it's, you, it's tough. Don't do that to Gonzo. I like the Road Danny. Warrior better. <laughs> I like the um, word word. Go ahead, Steve. I I I, 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 I enjoyed so the silly. interview earlier. Thank you. It felt more like a like a like a monologue. Like a platform. It, yeah, it, yeah. It was like a one person play. Um, <laughs> hopefully he'll come back on and we'll uh get some more out of him. I'm sure he's got a lot to give. Um I I think so, yeah. We didn't even scratch the surface. When he um, when he started talking about Tiger Singh for 15 minutes, I was like, all right, well, this is going to make it hard to get in all that Freemasonry <laughs> stuff I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would have been interested, and hopefully he'll come back on and talk about that. And uh, but I mean, yeah, I don't he wants to expose Singh their secrets. Either. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I, yeah. No. Well, you know what? I, I think 30, we're going to try and work 30, on some all stuff with him. All thirty-three of them. <laughs> I think we're gonna try and work on some stuff with Stevie. So, um, um because it, it, it's funny, I, I Steve, I must have gotten probably fifteen messages during the course of the interview, and I'm gonna say eight of them really liked him, and seven of them told me how bad the interview was. So, oh. <laughs> he's obviously very polarizing. That's all you need. That's good. Yeah. Like John yeah, Cena, well, you know. I, I liked uh, his appearance on Dark Side of the Ring, and I was watching some of his uh, work. Man, he looked like uh, he looked like a glam, like a hair metal rocker with that that blonde, <laughs> yeah. long hair he had. He was totally eighties, um, that's for sure. I could I could see why Herb wanted to push him just on the yeah. look, I guess. But um Yeah, that was that was their homegrown guy, you know. They had Bam Bam and, and Doctor Death and uh Duggan and DBI and it was like they wanted their homegrown guy. Yeah. Cactus, yeah. Although why you yeah, be well, unhappy with Doctor Death is beyond me. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess. You wanna talk about a guy they... who just Go ahead. Does you, you you say your thing? No, I was gonna say I I think that um the goal to making it somewhat sustainable was to uh, to build their own stars so that they didn't have to spend so much money on all these high priced free agents. By the way, that's a noble idea. Um, some companies could learn from that. I'm not going to say any names, but uh, <laughs> that's a great idea. Still alive today. Think about it. Yeah. 
You know, they yeah. could be. They could, they, uh, I want to. I want to. I think. I want to get this. I, I want to get this group stopped. I'm sorry to cut Ray off. Uh, what do you all think about AEW doing a million unopposed? Um. I mean, is that official? Is that official? That's been reported. Yeah. Well, I, I think, guess if they reported it, it's true. I mean, I listen, I mean, what does Raw pull, a million and a half, if that? I think they just did 1.9 on Monday. Okay. What were they doing on, like, their worst Raws? Sportster.com. Wasn't it like a 1.2 one, one yeah, one, maybe? 1.5. Yeah, 1.2, 1.5. that, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, listen, it, it's really good growth. And clearly, WWE's strategy was to put NXT opposite them to take away from their numbers and keep their momentum from getting too big. Um, I mean, it's it's good. It's it's not like, you know, when they talk like the, 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 the Wednesday Night Wars or whatever, I don't think we're to that point yet. But I, I think that they're a good young company. They're... They're basically doing what TNA was doing at their high point, right? And and I yeah, and I think one of the things that helps them is Dynamite is their only show. So if you want to, there's yeah. nowhere else. You, there's no other show, and except for you Dark. To, well, you well YouTube. Yeah, Dark. Yeah, and if you listen to like, uh, if you read any of the books about how WCW died, or if you watch any of the documentaries that they have, they'll Bischoff. You know, he'll Bischoff say when he ran into the rut was. When you started up Thunder, okay, yeah, then you're I've taking that. You gotta, you gotta stretch your. So I keep hearing AEW's gonna have a second show. Now there's no guarantee it's gonna be a second wrestling show. It could be a recap show. Um, I think they need to be careful. Um, I think there were rumors that Vince, you know, USA wanted Vince to move NXT to Tuesday because they were getting better numbers. Once they saw that million unopposed, I don't think there's any way Vince is gonna move them <laughs> off on Wednesday now because. No. It shows you that you're cutting into that audience, even if they're beating you by 20,000 viewers, you're still cutting into that audience. And NXT is hurt because you can watch it on the network the day after. It's available on right. Hulu the day after, as opposed to yeah. Dynamite, where you have to watch it on that day. Or on the TNT. Yeah, I, yeah. I always catch uh, AEW first and then watch NXT after, so it's just... Yeah. It's oh, like it appointment television. It's like when Nitro was live, but Raw was taped, and you had to go turn to Nitro because you didn't know what was going to happen because it was always live. Anything could happen. Meanwhile, Raw was in the can already. Yeah. It's. I, mean, I think it's a good sign. Like it's. It's it's a good sign that they can draw a. I mean, yeah, it's not. You're not. We're we're not talking. We're not talking. You know, late '90s height of the height of the wars era numbers. But you know, like like drawing a million numbers, even if it's unopposed, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a good sign. Yeah. Like that, you got you got a real number of of people to watch your program, and that's that's yeah. that's saying something. Here's my I mean, question for everybody, because I was wondering this. Chris Jericho is clearly their biggest star. He's bigger than Moxley, Omega, Hardy. I think we all can agree that Chris Jericho is probably leaving in another year or so. He's probably going to go back and get that WWE one last run to retire. When he leaves, do you think that affects their numbers? Because I think he's the most recognizable face they have. Well, I don't know when he's leaving, but I'm sure that would make a difference. I I think it depends on... um... 
how they use him, you know, for the next year. Well, it depends on how, year. It depends on how, they, First of all, how much their roster yeah, I, is, is gotten better. I, I don't think, uh, like, for example, um, for example, uh, I, I, just, um, I just interviewed Orange Cassidy last week mm-hmm. for Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and, like, you know, uh, it's this, the, basically this article talking about Orange Cassidy being the future. And, like, mm-hmm. that, that's an example of, like, Jericho has always shined at that. Like, he, he's not afraid to mix it up with people who are on the cusp and help get them there, you know? So, like, no, maybe they're not as big as Jericho, but if you can get a bunch of guys just below that level, they might be able to sustain losing Jericho and not lose a beat, depending on how because, they actually... Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I he already say, created Sammy Guevara... You know, yeah, that was, uh, and that was what I was and orange. Of. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say because I know he worked with Orange to elevate him, and I like Orange. I think you know he when he wrestles, he can go. I don't necessarily think he's right. on a higher level for beating Jericho. Um, I think it helped him during the the feud, and now that he's out of the feud, I think they've kind of cooled him off a bit. But I think when Jericho leaves, I think anybody who's watched wrestling for any amount of years, you can tell he's going to leave that company losing to Sammy. And I think that's when he's going to do his best work. So when he leaves, I think Sammy's going to possibly be that breakout guy for him if they do it right. And I have no question that Jericho, if he, you know, if he's controlling his own creative, he'll be able to do it right. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see what he does with Sammy. Because it's all leading to him and Sammy butting heads eventually. And I'm yeah, curious I, I to think see how so. that plays I think out. So. I'm thinking eventually think, Sammy's think, going to take control of that group. And 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 Jericho is going to be the good guy on his way out. And now the question is, like, Jericho actually leave, or does he hang around for a couple more years and then just go into the WWE Hall of Fame and just do stuff, but I, not so much as an active roster guy anymore? I think he's happy where he is, unless WWE offers him a huge money deal. Well, I'm which they sure which they, they will. And yeah. I, See, I know. I think he. I think he said his contract is up next summer. He's running out of guys. He's running through pretty much everybody, like to work yeah. with. Like he, he's done Mad. He's done Moxley. Uh, I, I guess they could go back to the Omega thing if people want to see that. Um, I guess Sammy's the end game, but um, at some point, like you said, Brady, they're going to have to start building up guys who are their own guys. And if that means yeah. letting Jer- letting Jericho go and letting Ambrose go, and you build up like they have Jack Evans and uh, and Helico just sitting in the back doing nothing. Jack Evans, is, I forgot about him. My, 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 my yeah, that's Jack unfortunate. Evans, you know, in Pentagon when Lucha Underground was out, Pentagon was probably one of the biggest stars in any company, and now he's attaching them. There's things they can do to fix this that can make guys more appealing, like. I think I said in the chat one time, Brady, it's amazing to me that you have Santana and Ortiz and you don't put them with Eddie Kingston. Like, it writes, yeah. it writes itself. They go hand in hand. Right. I, don't, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. But if they can kind of elevate some of these underneath guys that they have and you can kind of thank Moxley and Jericho and Matt Hardy for helping you get to where you're at and build these guys up, I think they'll be okay. But the question is, are they going to do this? Yeah. Uh. I, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I think um, they seem to be making a lot of good decisions. So uh, not not all good decisions, but I think they seem to be making a lot of good decisions. I, well, I think only thing to worry about is 
is where they stand with TNT because the the executive that was an ally left, and that was like the last troubling news I think for them. I think if they're pulling a million, well, they'll find somebody that'll want to carry them. Yeah, right. that's just it. Is I mean, I mean, if you look at, you don't have to do a whole lot uh, to be a. You don't have to do a whole lot to be a valuable property for a cable channel. Mm-hmm. You just you don't. And you know if <laughs> just a Dixie Carter. Um, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> that is but correct. Um, <laughs> Thousand ways to die. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know you don't. A million unopposed is a hell of a lot better than sci- as much as I love the show, is a hell of a lot better than, you know, Seinfeld reruns are going to draw. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, 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 is a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. I just, it, saw that, and, I just saw that Shit's Creek is going into syndication. Who the hell is going to air Shit's Creek on like, <laughs> I know, right? You can't say it on TV. Free TV. How do you do that? <laughs> they better just hope they better just hope they don't wake up one morning because uh, TNT they have a history of doing this. They just hope they but hope they don't wake up one morning and executive TNT goes, you know what, we're out of the wrestling business again. I don't care what number. That's might. what happened to WCW because yeah. WCW was still getting decent numbers when they went out of business and they just decided we don't want to yeah. do this anymore. So um, they lost their. As long as they, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah they lost Ted their lost their power. Um. So, I did. I did want to ask while I was on. Uh, I think NWA is still doing matches. Uh, I think they're working with Prime Time and Championship yeah. Wrestling. They're coming Hollywood. back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a recent title match and a title change, and uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Aaron Stevens and him being a booker for Championship Wrestling Hollywood. Aaron Stevens. That's Damian Sandow, right? Yeah. yeah I yeah. like his work. Yeah. Um. I like him. You know, he, he's, he's, he's done a good job of, you know, revitalizing his career because he's one of those guys where, you know, he, Vince, he, Vince fired him and it was like, Vince is going to regret firing him. He's going to go to somewhere else and make, you know, be a star. And he went to TNA and they do what they do in TNA. They, they mishandle you. Um, I thought yeah. he was entertaining in NWA. He recovered. Um, it, yeah. It was built for him. And I, I, I love NWA. I'm a little worried now because, they're letting guys out of their contracts. Like I just saw James Storm said he was he was going to sign with WWE right before, right after WrestleMania, then COVID hit, and it kind of put that yeah. in the skids for a while. So I see, but they didn't they didn't release my guy Ziggy Dice, so he's still around. But I'm, I'm a little <laughs> yeah, I like Ziggy. I love, I like I like Ziggy. Ziggy. <laughs> he's on he's on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I love him, but I think it's I, I get worried when I see them releasing people. I see Thunder Rosa working AEW. It's like, uh oh, you know, like what's going on. But as long as Nick Aldis isn't showing up anywhere else, I guess they're good for now. Other than Ring of Honor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a, what do you, I what like do you think? the. Uh, do, do you, I'm sorry. Do you, do you think that uh, Damian Sandow? Do you think since he's doing the Hollywood stuff, maybe he'll go back to being a stunt man a little bit again? <laughs> I always that enjoyed that. Funny. I did enjoy <laughs> that. Um, I yeah, I like his NWA work too. So I mean, yeah, he was doing yeah, the too. pirate. Me too. He was doing the he was plugging a pirate movie not 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 long ago in NWA. I thought that was entertaining. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I really 
I guess from Clash of Champions, I wanted to comment the ladder match. I really enjoyed that. The whole Sami Zayn handcuff thing was great. I, I love Sami Zayn. Even and, with Jeff um, Hardy's year? Uh, I, Jeff Hardy was a childhood favorite of mine, but yeah, even though that was kind of uh, uh, graphic, I thought that was great. I that, that was a great idea. I, I love horror, so I mean, that was kind of like the horror spot right there. He's he's nuts. Yeah, I like horror. What, yeah. Wasn't it last year where Randy put the screwdriver through his ear and twisted it? Reservoir Wasn't dog. Yeah, year, right? yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just oh. thinking that. That was horrible. That was horrible. Steve, I wanted to mention to you, uh, so John Morrison did an interview this week, and uh, he was talking about WWE, and it, was like, it gives you a little insight into the way they look, because he's what? He's, I think he's like 41 or something. Isn't he like in his 40s, really? Derek? I think he is. Let me oh, yeah. John Morrison. Around there. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe. Uh, so yeah, he might be when, when he left. He's in great shape. Yeah, he was born in uh, 79, so he's I like, 40. Um, I like his work. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I Well, that was the weird thing. Yeah, I like his work, too. I, I actually always kind of thought it was a shame because he clearly isn't isn't slated to be pushed into the title picture. And I was thinking that really was the last thing he needed to like kind of round out his career was a run with the big belt. You know, mm-hmm. if he would have gotten that, I, I feel like, okay, now you can say like he's done just about, he, um, he, yeah. Like when he left WWE, he was talking about this in this interview and he said, I, I well, I guess it was what about nine years ago. Right. So it would have been 31. And Carano, I think it was Carano, he said, told him. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm out of order here. So when he left WWE, he wanted to do a movie. And WWE didn't want him to do it. So he was leaving to do his own movie. And it was going to take like a year or two. And then he was going to come back after that. So while he was away, the movie kept getting delayed and pushed back. And they just kept having issues with it. So he ended up signing with Lucia Underground. Because... You know, they would allow him to continue to do his movie while he's making money Mm -hmm. wrestling. He said he even, like, when he left WWE, he left wrestling. Like, he went, I remember we did an interview on VOC Nation where he was out of wrestling. He was going to school. He was going to be an actor, you know? And then he, like, he basically, he wrote, produced, directed his own film, and he was working on this thing. He did Lucia Underground, and right before he signed with Lucia Underground, Carano told him, now, this would have been maybe he's like 33 or 34, and Carano told him, if you sign with Lucha Underground, we're probably not going to be able to bring you back. Yeah. That's right. And I, I, I assume that's because that's of age. Yeah. I, I assume it's because of age, because if you sign a three-year deal, have... it's unheard of. It's unheard of to, to, to bring somebody in at 37 years old, ain't it? Ain't it? But uh, now unless, it's not. Unless, star. Yeah. Yeah, unless no, you're not. Bobby Roode or AJ Styles or Samoa Joe. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so Shana, many guys Shana that are Baylor, old. Shayna Baszler, Martinez. Yeah. Is Shayna old? You, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's, she's almost, 40. I think she's around 40. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know you, that. That's the impact of uh, AEW because, you know, in that same interview, he goes, you know, I called Vince, I called AEW. And I had Vince, you know, they, they gave me a good deal and I had a good conversation with Vince. I think if yeah. AEW is probably not around, maybe Vince doesn't bring them back. Um, but probably. Yeah, this, you know, the, I've read they're probably bringing back Melina. Like, wasn't Mel, yeah. Melina at one point was like blacklisted from the company? RVD, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, RVD yeah. might be coming back. 
you know, James Storm is probably in his early Batiste 40s. Batista's gone so. now, though, too, you know? So, like, oh, with Batista not the being threat, there, I guess it makes it easier. The, the threat is gone. Although, yeah. like, I just I remember, just, like, when, when Morris and, uh, and Shelly, our own Shelly, like, she's had her own issues, like, basically where she, um, like, she says that because she shot down Batista, WWE <laughs> let her go. <laughs> like, oh. I, don't, I don't know I how thought, much of that is true. I called a... Shelly earlier today wanted to mention uh, talk to her about Ricky Reyes and Lucha Underground. She talked about Lucha Underground, Ricky Reyes, Samoa yeah, Joe, Jason yeah. Bryan. It was, it was a pretty good call. That's cool. I'll have to check it out. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, so yeah. I just thinking like they must have thrown a crap load of money at John Morrison, right? They because if he's got right. any kind of pride, I would assume that AEW told him, you're going to be a top guy here. Mm-hmm. And Vince's package, probably, he said you're going to be a top guy, but I can almost guarantee you almost everything that he offered him centered around Morris and getting to work with his friend The Miz again. Which is probably, But that's yeah. all he's done. And, that's all he's yeah, done. And, um, maybe at this point in his career, like, I always hear people go, why would you go to WWE? They're going to waste you. Or, you know, why would you resign some guys at the end of their career? Um, and I think I heard Dusty Rhodes say this in the interview. When you get towards the end of your career, you just cash the biggest checks possible that you can. <laughs> that's what. You yeah, yeah, I think that's it's probably true. what it is. And well, that's why Bob Backlund went back. Yeah, because he was getting up there in age. I love Bob Backlund. Well, we, me too. We need more Bob Backlund. Oh, his heel stuff, especially '94, '95. Oh, that stuff is yeah. amazing. That stuff with Bret Hart. Amazing. It's, it's amazing. You know, you know, Steve. I actually got it. I actually got a detention for putting a kid in the uh, in the crossface chicken wing in the locker room in uh-huh. school, and, and I even had the legs bridged, and you know, I, I had that the, the head the, the leg scissors, you know, and I was I had him. Yeah. He was he wasn't getting out. I got a detention. That move. I watched some of that old stuff recently. That move, the way they put it over on television, and he would look at his hands like he had snapped. Then he snaps yep. out of it, just like oh, it was so great. Yep. And then you pair that with all the goofy yeah. stuff, with the presidents and the knowledge and the, the promos. He <laughs> was nuts. Okay, yeah, I, I would promos. be fine. I would be fine with with like like a, like like one disc dedicated to it, but the world cries out for like a four disc Bob Backlund career DVD set. Or at least a Is network this, like collection. Something. I just want the stuff from the nineties though. That seventies stuff was pretty brutal. <laughs> oh Brady. Wrong. No, okay, not, I want oh, no, I'm sorry. Not no. brutal. Okay. Uh, that that okay, isn't Billy fair. That, that's disrespe- that's disrespectful. It wasn't brutal. Um but Bob Acklin was a whole lot more entertaining, in my opinion, in the nineties. Incorrect. Oh. I need Arnold Scotland promos uh, in my life. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy because he's world champion. He's doing his Bruno thing, and then here comes this big, tall, muscle bleach blonde guy from Florida, you know, ripping his shirt and cuffing his ear, and they take the belt off Bob and forget all about him. We had it for five um, years. You know, well, hang, on, hang been, on, though, hang on. Been, it, you guys are forgetting the real. You guys are forgetting the real loser in this. It wasn't Backlund to Hogan. It was Sheiky Baby. It was Backlund to Sheik. Sheiky Baby. Sheik. He's the yeah, one that lost it. <laughs> yeah. Transitional champion, poor sheep. <laughs> and speaking of speaking of that, in addition to the backlog one, the world cries out for a four disc 
minimum, possibly five, uh, Iron <laughs> Sheik career DVD set. The world cries out for this. The Iron Sheik. That was my guy. I miss Sheiky. There might be I, some shoots you can get. I met Iron Sheik. He's amazing. Well, I met him several times, but yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I met him. I mean, was he weird? He 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 is. He he was he was swinging those like Iranian like club things. (laughs) He was like yeah yeah yeah. Like I know a lot of people when they think of him, they think of him now as Sheiky now. But when I like I watched some of that stuff when he was younger, he was a scary man. Yeah yeah he's that was the real deal and you know well I mean he had he had a great documentary. On, yeah, on yeah, Netflix. That oh, that's true. That we did have a documentary. Really good. Yeah, it was very um, good. My thing is that I want, um, I want Iron Sheik <laughs> is one of like four guys who I would still like to have an autograph picture of. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah, he's, he's on my list too. Like I have to. Um, like I can't have. I can't have Randy Randy Savage anymore. He's a little dead. So I can't. I can't get that. Dead. He's a little dead. He's just a only little a dead. little dead. Yeah, he's he's a little dead. You um, just, but like he's you just just you just sprinkle some water and mic that puppy for thirty for three minutes, you'll be good. All right. Lady Poppa's gonna come get you, Brady. You better watch yourself. God, <laughs> Brady, Brady. Once again. I do miss Randy Savage. I do miss Randy Savage. Just when he said a little um, dead, that kind of felt like frozen food to me. I. I wanted to follow up on Ray's earlier comments. Uh, I watched Hannibal oh, Lecter and uh, <laughs> also also the best headgear, Hall of Fame headgear in wrestling is Al Snow. Am I wrong? Hmm. Huh. You know what? Um, Al Snow headgear. Yeah. Well, he had head. <sighs> yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, he had, I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Al Snow is I think he can go in the Hall of Fame, but he's not. That's not a first balloter. What about I mean, Rich Steiner? Rupert Rich Steiner's a gladiator helmet. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna say non-Hall of Fame headgear. Undertaker's weird hat. Mm. Strong bow. Yeah. What What about the Warlord's oh. half mask? Like his Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh, wait, yeah, okay, that can go in. Chest plate. With the chest plate, yeah. Strongbow. Oh, yeah. No, no, all, all Native American headdresses are automatically in the Hall of Fame. My boy Tatanka, mm-hmm. that's right. What about Barbarian? I do like Undertaker hats, though. So. Men with Barbarian hats. Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll put that in. What about... What about... Um, what about Hulk Hogan headscarves? Oh. Yeah. Bandanas. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Be, I don't know. I'm torn. Maybe I get because it's yeah because it's Hogan. Like you gotta, you almost kind of have to. Uh, he wore it in court, season, right? That's right. He did. That's right. And yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. So, that's the no, thing. He did. That's, a, that's a real thing. He as All an right. adult chose to do. I, I think I'm going to uh, start to bring this home, Steve. Oh, um, I did get a chance to talk to uh, Paul Roma and Kevin Sullivan the past couple of weeks on uh, Wrestling Tonight How podcast. Cheap, cheap plug there. <laughs> the wrestling Tonight. Um, yeah, the, they're, oh, yeah, they're joining the VOC Nation as well. The, we're going to air Paul them on Roma, Saturday yeah. afternoons. 
No, no, no. Now, uh, how are they doing? Tonight, Steve? Did you find I, out how they, find out if everything's okay? Uh, Paul Roma is is uh, starting. He's helping out, starting up a new company uh, called. Oh, not new, but uh, a relaunch of North American Wrestling Association. That I'm sure uh, Stro can also fill you up on that later. But um, now uh, it's uh. Yeah, it's uh, it's going it's going okay. Uh, it's, it's always nice talking to these legends. Yeah, cool. Well, all right, Steve. Well, take care, brother. Yeah. Later. The only reason I'm pausing is because I'm trying to find your number. There we go. All right. Uh. I just hit a wall. No, I I think um, I think I. Are you okay? I think I'm good. Do you need staples in your head? No, I need to have my head drilled into actually. There you go. To 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 let the to because I'm bleeding in in the brain. Well, see and see and we'll we'll make this better by drilling further into your head. That's that's what we'll do. Did you did you catch when I told him that um when I had. To have that, I, they gave me leeches in the brain instead. Yeah. I did. And he, he, I did. He, he kind of no-sold um, me on that. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he doesn't know what leeches are. So, no, no. like, no, he does That's like the – Brady, this really is like in a the couple mirror. weeks. Oh. No. I'm, I'm kidding. Brady, this, I'm kidding, Tori. Uh, Don't you really go is, telling him that, Tori. I'm this just playing. really is like a couple. This really them. is like a couple weeks ago when I said nobody would be able to tell me um, what the difference between uh, Eastern Standard Time and other Standard Times are, and uh, only Granny even came like in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. That's really a situation that we have here. <laughs> I think maybe for next week we add, we do uh, we do like dream conventions. Like if you could take four still alive wrestlers and like uh, and like sit down with them, who who are they? Oh. I think I think maybe that's a good topic for the, for us. I'm down. Like I'm I I'm down sure, to talk. Sure, just remind me. I'll forget that. I'll forget that. Just All right, remind. That's fine. I'll remind you. I'll re- when when do you want me to remind you? When we're on the air. All right. That's, I don't know. You can you can text me closer. I guess it's, I'll just that's, that's next week good. sometime is fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I think, right. I think that would be a good topic. I all right. I well, so. we should do propers because Brady's falling asleep. I am. I am. Uh, Derek, did you have anything you wanted to plug this week? Um. No, but he brought up Paul Roma. So if you're listening yeah. to my voice, Romeo. and you have nothing to do this weekend, turn on yeah. the WWE Network and look for, look for some pretty wonderful from WCW Saturday Night. It's Paul Roma and Paul Ordoff when they were a tag team in, w, in mid-WCW. Pretty wonderful. WCW. I forgot about love, that. <laughs> I, used to, I used to love that team. I don't know why. But yeah. If you bo- Check out Pretty Wonderful if you're bored. I, I always like Power and Glory, but I forgot about Pretty Wonderful. Yes. That, that was a good that, – and that's one that never comes up. Yeah. No. I, I used to love – They were good. never mentioned them. They had the no best Saturday finish. Night. 
Yes. It was a, the superplex and then the big splash. Yep. That Paul Roman boy, he, I know he gets a lot of flack, but he was, I always thought he was entertaining. I, I think the people that give him the most flack are the people that didn't like that he was a horseman. Yeah, that's that's the one. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he didn't actually be a horseman. You know, <laughs> not this no. Thing, but, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ray, you got anything to plug? Okay, so before I do this, uh, Stroh's not here anymore, right? Oh, he's here. I'm here. Okay. I, I, I hadn't heard from you for so long. I actually kind of figured you had left. Oh, no, I was just listening to you guys. He oh, hears us all crawling all over know. each other. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but okay. I was going to plug the Stroh Zone and stuff for you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, because I don't, you know, I I, did, I didn't want you to be without. Um, well, we're, <laughs> so I have, um, if you would, if you would like to uh, musically uh, be a little adventurous, um, I, if you go on YouTube, uh, uh, Ralph Stanley, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bluegrass, um, it's a bluegrass. There's full albums. Of him, but particularly his uh, his version of Rose Connolly. If you uh, if you like uh, uh, hillbilly music, um, I would I would recommend you spend some time uh, doing that. And I learned because I'm I'm a jazz guy, Brady. You know that I love jazz. Um, I did. Not I like jazz hands. That, yeah. Uh, who doesn't love jazz hands? Um, <laughs> I learned, and I did not know this. Which is which I'm ashamed of because I, I I particularly enjoy the recordings of Fats Waller. Um, he apparently recorded a series of songs on uh, church organs in the late 20s, and uh, they are well worth checking out because it's all like okay. jazz tunes and like folk stuff, and but it's on it's on an organ, and that's that's pretty neat. You should you check those out on the YouTube. There you go, everybody. Check that out. All right, Stro. Gonna kick it back to you. I didn't get to ask you earlier. I was going to, and we got back talking about uh, your good friend Road Warrior Animal. But uh, what do you got going on? Well, this Thursday night on WCW Retro at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course, on theoconnection.com, uh, we'll be discussing the history of the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view. So uh, please tune in. Very cool. You guys get a chance. And also this Friday night on Stroh Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time on my official Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Stroh the Maestro. The feature uh, will be kicking off the month of Papa Ween for October, and the uh, feature for Friday night will be Fright Night starring Roddy McDowell. So please tune in. Ooh. All right. Good stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you to uh, Wild Things Stevie Ray for giving us the time tonight. Be on the lookout for all his stuff. Uh, uh, we're going to try and do some more stuff with Stevie Ray in the coming weeks, so uh, continue to be on the lookout for him. And, of course, if you missed him, don't forget to go to the uh, Dark Side of the Ring documentary and be sure to check that out, the uh, UWF episode. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, next week, we're actually going to have uh, Dasher Hatfield, also known as a very good professional wrestler, so be sure to tune in for that. Uh, Dasher Hatfield, of course, just winning the Super 8 tournament last week, so should be a great time with him. Uh, I think that's about it. 
Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in this week. Thank you to the greatest cast and crew that I could ever ask for, including Kathy Stroh, Derek, Matt, Ray, uh, everybody. Uh, thank you to all the callers. You guys are great. And uh, I hope you all had a good time because we certainly have a good time doing the show with you. Uh, I think that's about it. Everybody take care. Be good to each other. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.